Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark. And tonight I had a conversation with Joe Vitale from the Supercast. Uh, this was a super fun episode for me to record. It's been, fuck, probably like a month and a half ago since the last episode. Um, kind of moving into summer vacation here with the kids and and that sort of stuff. Just been pretty busy. And uh, it was awesome to get back into it and talk to Vitaly. I hadn't talked to him since, shit, maybe first 10 episodes, somewhere in there. But, um, you know, I listen to the Supercast every week, and I love Joe's takes on things. He's so, so fun to talk to and lots of easy conversation. And I think we go on for like three and a half hours of just all sorts of randomness in this one. So... <laughs> Uh, I hope you have as much fun listening as I had in talking with Joe. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, get right to it. What's up, man? How you been? I've been good. <laughs> good to hear, dude. Good to hear. Yeah. And it's just like this is a rare night because no one, no one is home. <laughs> yeah, I know how rare that is, dude. I know. I mean, it's it's super rare. My um, my wife is uh, doing something with her girlfriends, like painting wine and paint. It's a fundraiser. Oh, nice. My my youngest son, who's well, he's you know he's home from college. He's twenty one. He's he was here a little bit ago. He's going fishing with his friends, and then we got surprised. My my son, my other son, who's in the army, uh, down in Georgia, and his wife. They surprised us yesterday, so they came in. But uh, they're they're having dinner. They're having dinner with uh, her parents tonight. So, you know, I'm like, I'm all alone. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> That which happens never, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's super rare for me too. Where like everybody else is gone, yeah. and it's like I don't know the the rare times where I've actually slept in the house alone, where it's just me and the dog for the night. It's like this is fucking weird. Yeah, well, like last night we're recording Supercast. She, um, you know, we started around eight Eastern. She goes, uh, you know, she goes upstairs to bed, at, you know, a little bit before ten, and you know it. We were getting. I forget what we were talking about, and I was getting loud. and And our bedroom is right above my office, uh, or uh, yeah, the bedroom is right above the office. And she sends me a thing on uh, Messenger. Shh, keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, which is hard for me to do. So, oh yeah, yeah, dude, I got a, I got a naturally loud voice. It's in like. Oh my god! Going through school, it got me in trouble so much because I was always the one oh. that was easy to pick out of all the loud voices. You could definitely hear me in there. Well, dude, me, me too, me too. I was the same way. I was uh, in God, was it? Uh, I think it was fifth grade. Uh, Mrs. Schaefer was a teacher, and I, I just kept talking, talking, and she told me twice to shut my mouth, and I kept talking. And she came up behind me. She grabbed my right bicep and dug her nails into my bicep. And oh. I had, like, like drew, drew blood. And she said, keep your damn mouth shut. Whoa. And 
I never, do you think, I never, I didn't report it to anyone. I was scared shitless. You know, <laughs> today they'd be, today they'd be, you know, out of a job, but yeah. I, I shut the hell up for the rest of the year. I'll tell you that much. Those, like pictures of those claw marks would go on fucking Facebook or Twitter right. or Instagram or something like that. Dude, that's what I, I just said this the other day is that people now, their first instinct uh, of anything is to film it or or tweet about it or whatever you know no one i just read this story about a uh, uh this 12 year old kid in midwest somewhere who has a he does a, a, la- a lawn you know mows lawns and somebody he was mowing the lawn and then somebody the next door neighbor called the police on him because he mowed like one foot into their yard you what? know from the dividing line it called the cops and it's like nobody talks to anybody anymore. You know, nobody say, you know, Hey, or knocks on the door or whatever. Everything, everything has to be passed this passive aggressive on, uh, we, we also have this, uh, next door app. That's like Facebook for the neighborhood, uh-huh. you know, and just people, there's people on there, just what they post. It's just, it's, it's like, so, it's so, just so juvenile. Okay. <laughs> I've definitely been guilty of that, though. I mean, my one neighbors the, that are right next to me, just like right on the other side of the privacy fence, I, it's, there's just weirdness with them. Like, the, we don't click. And, like, I, we've gotten into, like, minor disputes over stuff because they've got a daughter that's kind of, like, out of control. And so, like, I don't let my boys play with, with her. And then, like, yeah. the, the mom's been, then been weird to me before. And it, like... I should have been more patient with her when she came over talking to me, but I was in the middle of like doing like a climbing session. I had a bunch of friends over and I'm like standing on my sidewalk wearing my uncomfortable climbing shoes and having this lady have this weird conversation with me. And I basically gave her the, you know, good day, ma'am. <laughs> like yeah. I walked away. Well, and so now it's like, it, it's weird with them, but I, I got shit I want to bring up with them, but because of that incident, it's like I don't want to go over and have a conversation with them because they're just on a totally different wavelength from me, you know? Yeah, well, that's 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 different than than on this app. Like, whoever's dog shit at the base of my driveway, <laughs> I'm looking out for you. I, I will find you, you know. And I don't need that kind of stuff. <laughs> Please, that that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I mean, if somebody if somebody is if somebody's an asshole, like you know, Eric Marable's neighbors and that kind of thing, then, then you need to do something. I've, we have been so fortunate pretty much everywhere we've lived. And I've always said this, and not that I'm the, not that we're the best people in the world, but if people can't get along with me and my wife, it's usually not our fault. So fortunately everywhere we've lived and we've moved, you know, 10, 11 times in the past, uh, uh, since, you know, 80 or since, uh, you know, uh, 1990 or so. And uh, knock on wood, man, we we've uh, we haven't had uh, really ha- we've had some great neighbors. And but as as we've moved, I've gradually got more land. So like now we're on we're on three acres. Nice. So you're <laughs> you're kind of what and I, what I say is whether you love I like to be away whether I love or hate my next door neighbor. So you know. It's, oh yeah, in I do I can totally res- like relate to that because that's the way I would like it. Like ideally a place out in the country for me would be totally perfect. Yeah. My next door neighbor is like a really long ways away, but 
I, I get along with my neighbors just so long as they're not doing things that are intrusive on me. Like my one neighbor that I hated for a while who has since moved away, they had this great Pyrenees dog that the, they would leave the dog locked up in the house all day long and it would just be in the picture window barking incessantly. And that right. giant fucking dog barking in its house, like kitty corner for me, I could hear it in my living room with all yeah, my doors the, and windows yeah, closed. Yeah, the, 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 oh, that, I'm, thank God we've never had that. I mean, my... My father-in-law, up until recently, had his next-door neighbors. I mean, they were just the kid, the uh, kids. And when I say kids, I'm talking, you know, twenty and you know, nineteen and twenty type age. Just totally inconsiderate, uh, you know. Thing, you know, at two in the morning, and it's just uh, I. That's why I kind of, you know, I always, me and my wife always say, <laughs> well, I say it more than she does, but I just say I hate people, just because <laughs> it's just, it's just stuff like that, man. It's just, it's just, no, people just don't have any, they don't have any, any uh, consideration, you know, especially, you know, we talk about move, going to movies and things like that, and no wonder people hate going to movies. I mean, I think me, you, Jordan, every, everybody's, you know, somebody, if, if you go to the movies every week, you're going to have somebody who's, just inconsiderate and i just i just don't understand or talking or yeah the movie theater one always blows my mind because it's like dude we all paid money to get in here why aren't you paying attention to this thing like why are you dicking with your phone why are you talking to the people around you why are you being disruptive yeah that's why like i said i i talk about my anti-social seed it's usually all the (laughs) way up and all the way over (laughs) dude i've taken that seat plenty of times i i buy all my tickets on fandango now and oh, yeah. I've got the little Marcus Theater card that I have registered through it, too, so I save money on the ticket anyway. But I love yeah. that I can just pick out right where I'm going to sit. Yeah, well, I got, uh, I got Movie Pass recently, you know, about a month or so ago. And that's the, that's the only disadvantage of that right now. I know they're going to they're gonna be adding a feature where you can kind of pay for upgrades and all that. But, uh, but yeah, because uh, that's, that's my seat, man, like. We, um, uh, what was it? Um, I guess it was about a month ago, but maybe a little over a month ago. So I went to, they were showing the, the, uh, uh, Superman, the movie at the Alamo draft house about two hours from me. So I, uh, I got tickets for that. My buddy went with me and that's, that's the first time I've ever been to an Alamo draft house. They just opened one closer to me uh, on the 10th of, of June. But what I liked about it is when they, when they started the movie, or before they started it, they, they, the warning that came on screen that basically said, put your phone away, we will throw you out. It's, it's, so they take a hard line because Good. You know, people, are paying, people are paying 10, 15, 20 bucks, depending on what kind of show you're going to see. And it's just... You fucking ruin it for everyone or, you know, maybe not for everyone, but you know, the person right around you. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, jump, jumping back to annoying neighbors. So those same ones that I'm weird with. Now you tell me if this is excessive, they have three bug zappers that run 24 seven. Three. Yeah. Why don't, yeah. Why don't they, they'd be better off that. Do you have like that Mosquito Joe or Mosquito Authority by you that like a franchise they come out and they Yeah, yeah, they, the city comes through like once a month or something like that like some little S10 sized truck with what looks like a broken well, jet that, engine well, on the back. Well, Joe, Joe, that that's Yeah, well, that that Joe, that's spraying out cancer. So that's used to do that in my neighborhood <laughs> right, in dude? Chicago. Yeah, that that like is here comes the tumor truck. 
you're getting age, Agent Orange and you don't know it, but uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I'm I am serious. like three miles away from a nuclear power plant, also. So, oh my God. Uh, are you, so, so do you get so? Um, we are, uh, we are at the uh, Lake Anna is uh, I don't know maybe forty thirty miles away from us, and there's a, there's a nuclear power plant there, and we'll get we'll get the occasional. The, they send you like, you know, like a calendar, like you know, like your agent, like your your State Farm agent or whoever gives you a, a calendar with yeah. stuff on it. So yeah, they send you a nice uh, a calendar, and it talks about you know, make sure you know like the the the, the concentric rings that come out in case of a meltdown, <laughs> how you know which, which zone you're in. Yes. So luckily, I'm at the very out, outer edge of the like the yellow zone. So if something happens, you know, <laughs> I can maybe can make it out. <laughs> But I'm like, that's a nice calendar to send out. Like, hey, make sure you make sure you buy your, you know, others your significant other a card for Valentine's Day, and also, oh yeah, be careful of the be careful of the nuclear meltdown that may be coming. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so close. If I were to climb to the tippy top one of the maple trees in my front yard, I might be able to see the plant outside of town. Ooh. Like, it's close. Wow, <laughs> dude, those power lines that run in and out of it are no joke either. Like, you can hear the electricity buzzing through them. Mm. it's fucking crazy oh, that's that's that's, that's ooh. <laughs> i know it, just, just um, say, i mean use it as an environmental aspect just well, yeah dude, i know just that imagine that's like the, the electromagnetic field that is just being generated around that and, you know you hear jokes like you know where you're born under you know you grew up under power lines but it's like you well, fucking dude, hear that like wow my uh, my, uh fr- my friend of mine his his son um was on a, a nuclear sub he got uh Apparently, he was exposed to or something uh, radiation. He got freaking cancer. He had to get out of the out of the navy. Oh shit! So he's, he's on like yeah, he's on like eighty. You know, he gets like eighty percent disability for I guess for life because they determined that it was yeah something from the ship. Wow, like, that's uh, awful though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> right, <laughs> cancer, fucking cancer, man. Ugh. Yeah, and basically, like radiation, like that, like it it passes through and it like rearranges your DNA, and so it just introduces like a mutation into your cells, and that's what spins off into cancer, I believe. Like that's right. fucked up. Why doesn't it fucking turn you into Mister Fantastic? You know, why does it gotta <laughs> kill you? Why isn't it like all of a sudden then you can fucking stretch or, you know, all that you know turn into turn into a green monster or something? Yeah, yeah. What what are the chances that that would ever really happen? Because most people, like, say, like, get struck by lightning, like they just lay on the ground and piss themselves, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't uh, you don't absorb it and then become electro and wear a ridiculous costume. (laughs) Do you hear? Have you ever heard stories about people who've been struck by lightning where it's like blown holes in the bottom of their feet? No. Because the electricity really? is like leaving their body and grounding. Because basically that's what electricity is trying to yeah. do is get to the ground. And it's just unfortunately using you as a conduit. And it can go through so violently that it'll blow holes in the soul, in like the bottoms of your feet. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> no. No, about a, about two, we had some nasty storms about a week and a half or two weeks ago. And uh, it was like every night we were having a, like a severe thunderstorm warning. And my wife, it was around nine and she was sitting in her chair and she was, she had dozed off and lightning struck. It seemed like it was the next block over. 
And <laughs> she jumped and, and uttered some mumbling. Oh, you know? <laughs> I'm like, hold on, it's okay. I go, it was lightning. I mean, she, Jesus Christ. I'm like, she, she gets freaked. I mean, she jumps for anything. I mean, literally. I mean, everything. I'm like, I'll be walking around the corner. It's like, I'm like, you know, I'm in the house. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do you, like, I'll walk in the bathroom. I'm like, what? What's going on? <laughs> you know, I'm here. You know, I'm upstairs. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not much into horror movies, but is she? Oh no, no. <laughs> I she's was going to guess she's, that, but Joe, she's not. She's not into movies at all. She does not go to the movies. Because she falls asleep at the movies, so oh, wow. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you the last time I took her to the movies. So, so yeah, so that's why I got movie pass for myself. And when we're when we're home here, and you know, like this is the off season for the shows that we watch. Yeah, I have to find something that will interest her that we can, both can watch because you know she doesn't. Obviously, I, I can't you know put into the Badlands on and. You know, says what the hell is that type yeah. thing? So, <laughs> like, yeah, we're watching. Uh, we just finished Killing Eve on uh, BBC America, or it's on AMC. Also, I just watched it on demand. Yeah, that looked really uh, good. What did you think of it? That is that is fantastic. It is so Joe. It is so different than anything you've ever seen. It is it it's it it's about an assassin who loves to kill people but also loves the luxuries you know the you know stuff like nice stuff uh-huh. and she's just she's a, she's a, a sociopath there's this there's weird there's black humor there's it, there's a gore in it there's just weird situations with the, the the cat and mouse game that they're playing Sandra O's character is one um uh or so what happens is Sandra O oh is like a uh, low-level analyst for MI5, like a desk jockey kind of thing. And she, all these you know high-profile people are getting getting offed, and and, the, and it's funny how they get killed. And so that's the other thing when you watch it is how she kills people and how what she does. But <laughs> so so anyway, so Sandra O oh is the one who deter. She's kind of figures out that she. Everyone else thinks it's random, and she thinks it's one person, and it's a female. So, so this other lady who's kind of higher up uh, in the spy game uh, recruits her, and they kind of go off books and and uh, form a little team to to track her down. And it's it's eight episodes, so you can blast through it. Uh, but it's it is so good. It's it's funny. It's like I said, it's funny. It's gory. It's is very well written. It's it's uh, I guess based on uh, Villanelle novellas that I forget the person who wrote it. So we just watched that, and then we just started on the staircase on Netflix. So we're on like episodes. We went. We, I think six. We just finished episode six. Right. You know, do you know anything about that? I'm definitely familiar with that case because I've seen documentaries in the past based on it. And in the, the fact okay. that that happened with two of that dude's wives, like it is really really super well, the one, suspicious the one is, and so the, the, the series his, looks good the one isn't yeah the one isn't his wife it was it was like the the friend when they lived in germany okay that's what it was yeah it was their friend and so she dies uh this was like 15 years prior to his his current wife dying but 
she dies in Germany, you know, a, you know, stair, staircase accident. He adopts her daughters, right? So those oh, and creepy. they were two they were they were two and one year one year old at the time. So they basically all they know is him and and the you know their other mother who then also died on the steps. And it's just and again, this is a one that just go there's just crazy there's just crazy stuff. It gets into his sex life and his secret sex life and it's just yeah, it's very interesting. I, I like. Uh, was he into freaky like, shit? Uh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <So>, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just uh, and then um, they, like you said, they get into that, and then they. Um, uh, let's see. So we're on. Wait, we're going to episode seven, and uh, yeah, but apparently, because I was like, we were watching this, I'm like. How do these people get access to this? Because this is this was Joe. This was filmed like in the early two thousands, like two thousand four or five. Yeah, for what the part I'm watching, and so I kind of did a little research, and I guess the the I don't know the producer or the editor of this was friends with him because he was a writer and a, a, a newspaper columnist. And after this happened, guess you know solicited him to you know can we can we document this and help you know whatever. And that's how it happened. Well, that's pretty interesting. I, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I want to watch it. And my wife's into like that, a lot of that crime stuff. So it'd probably be a pretty natural one for us to watch. But it, it's, Did you see Making a Murderer? No, I did not see that one. But I heard lots yes. of good things about it. That's another but, good one. That's... Well, and that was one where like I got standoffish when it was on because so many people were saying it was good. I know. But it, it pushed know, me into the, oh, I'm not fucking watching it then. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know why, but, you know, sometimes I'll have that. Reaction. I know. I, I get into that, too. Like, yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody you got it. Joe, you got to see it. Joe, Joe it's you the got, greatest thing. Joe, watch awesome. it. Did you watch it? Joe, did you watch it? Did you watch it? What do you think, Joe? I know. It's like, I can tell I'm you one thing. I'm the I'm master of my destiny. <laughs> and my destiny is to not to watch this fucking show that everybody wants me to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so. that's how I take life by the horns. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, that's so that's what we have to do because she again she doesn't like going to the movies and you know and plus the stuff stuff I want to see at the movies she you know she hates she hates well I wouldn't say she hates but like all this you know my office is just littered with statues and collectibles and you know superhero stuff and uh-huh. whatever and uh, you know she kind of. Gives me the side eye on that stuff. Like, what's in the box? What'd you get now? You know. <laughs> so for so fortunately, see, fortunately, with since I since since I I work for myself, so fortunately, I end up getting the boxes in the mail before she gets home. She's a teacher, so some of the things she never knows. I guess you know. Just, <laughs> I, get the, I get home at two thirty or three. I get the box, open it up, put it up. She she will not know that you know. I have a hundred and two things instead of a hundred. Yeah. Hell yeah. My this office is such a disaster right now. It is it. I told Jordan this last night because uh, I said it. It literally looks like uh, the FBI has ransacked it looking for documents <laughs> because there's stuff, I'm, I've got I, my desk has got papers on. I got all my collectibles on my desk. I got collectibles over there. I'm working on my son's door panel for his car, and I got work brochures. I got 
comics that I'm in, in uh, inventorying. Um, oh, what are you know. using to inventory your comics? Um, I, I can't. I was using what the hell is it? It's an. It was an app. Um, where you just like scan the barcode? Oh no, it wasn't that. There are ones that that I what I what I'm kind of doing is I'm. <sighs> I'm going through all my boxes and I'm just kind of putting a spreadsheet together and I'm going to, I'm kind of picking out the ones I want to keep and the rest of them, I'm just going to bring to the comic store and ask them, you know, what do you give me for them? Because what I'm, what I'm doing now is I'm collecting kind of comic book covers Mm -hmm. that I like. And I, but what I really want to get is a, uh, I'm looking for, um, some golden age, comic covers uh captain marvel and superman in particular and particular covers i've seen and and also uh uh, the golden age flash too because i love that character so you know those if i can get whatever for these comic books and then you know buy a few covers for you know you know 200 bucks a piece or something and then have them uh uh you know put them in a top loader and and display them that's kind of what i want to do to because i because because Whenever our next move is, like we want to move to Florida, is I, there, we have to thin this stuff out. I can't, we, can't, I can't take all those comics. That's one of the you things that I mean? freaks me out about having an ongoing comic collection. Is it's like it, at some point, like if I don't actively manage this, because it's like there's some runs I have where it's like I want this, I want it for for sentimental value. But then there's other complete runs I have where it's like I have zero interest in reading Justice League Rebirth run again. Yeah. But yeah. I have all of them. I could get rid of them. They're all in fucking excellent condition because I take really good care of my shit. But oh, yeah. it's like it, I've like had moments of honesty where it's like, am I really willing to jump on eBay and then have to go and send shit through the mail and hope that the mail doesn't mangle it? And then what am oh, I going to fucking deal with the headache on on top of you know well, how complicated my life is already between work and family and shit? Yeah, then I have and to do a customer I'm- service on fucking eBay also. Yeah, the other thing you got to watch out for is there's some there's some scammers on eBay uh, who it is it's first of all it's so uh, PayPal and everything is so pro buyer that there, there have been cases of people buying like a, an expensive comic book. So like a scammer person would buy this expensive comic book from you, right? Uh-huh. And then and then when they get it, let, let's say they have a shit version of it, they would say. They would they would for, do a claim that uh, with PayPal, not as described. I, I want my money back, and then they they would return the shit one to you, and you have, you have no recourse. There's there's nothing you can do. Yeah, that's doesn't matter. dirty fucking shit, man. It, it doesn't matter what your, your feedback is. So that's why it's that's why it's best to that's why it's best to like if you do something like locally with a comic book store or you know use one of the facebook marketplace or something where you meet locally and just exchange cash because it's just people are assholes no i I totally uh, agree man there there are a percentage of the population out there that have no problem with fucking somebody over if they can make a short-term gain off it and that's fucked up yeah i know that's just that's hey man that's people nowadays whatever somebody can get away with you know (laughs) yeah that's totally what it seems like man but yeah but so that's what so that's what i'm doing is i'm so I'm going through and things that uh, issues that are key or things that I like, and then I have a bunch of other ones that like I'll never read again. I mean, I have you know, like some Image comics, like you know uh, Shadowhawk, 
which was cool at the time. I love the outfit. It was. Have you ever seen Shadowhawk? I don't know. It sounds familiar, but I'm not all that. All that. I think it was Jim. I think it was Jim Val. Jim Valentino. He was. He was like black and like silver chrome, and it was kind of like a Batman type character. It was just cool looking. So okay, like I have a bunch of issues like that, and I mean, I've got. Um, Shit. I mean, I, I got a, I got a bunch early of image stuff. Yeah, I, I, I was not a big uh, image guy. This, the, I think Shadowhawk is the only thing that I got. Uh, and I mean, I what I have mainly is I've got, I've got Superman stuff. I got Batman. Like I've got the whole Nightfall, Night Quest, and you know, oh, Night's nice. End or whatever. Got that. I've got that whole series of everything and and other crossovers. And then I got a bunch of graphic. Um, you know, trade paperbacks and graphic novels, Elseworld stuff. Um, I've got some Marvel, and uh, but yeah, it's like yeah, I just I'm not gonna read it. And plus, plus with the stuff I have, I mean, even now, like they just you know with this DC universe, you know, this the streaming service that they're coming out with, uh-huh. and we were talking about on the super we were talking about on the supercast last night, and I'm like, I fucking called it. Comics are gonna have comics on there, like Marvel Unlimited. Which is smart. So, oh, if you sign be... up for the DC streaming service, you're going to be able to get like a DC Unlimited comics app or something like that. Yeah, oh yeah, it was. Um, That's fucking awesome. So they they, li- they listed <laughs> a bunch of series. Like they listed Action Comics. Uh, you know, nineteen. You know, uh, you know, nineteen thirty seven, nineteen thirty eight, and. Uh, Detective comics going back then, and a bunch of series. They they listed about fifteen or twenty different series, and then. Um, this I was it was an article on Game Spot, and it also listed classic TV and movies that will be on there. Like they're going to have the nineteen seventy seven Wonder Woman TV show in HD, which they've never I don't think they've ever had it in HD before. Which will be seeing Linda Carter in HD is even better, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so I mean I don't know if you saw she had she just got a star on the Walk of Fame a I few did months see ago. That. I did see that. That's she, totally cool. Does she not look incredible? Oh she, yeah, she's she's fucking gorgeous. She's just incredible. So like Wonder Woman, they're gonna have the Superboy TV TV show uh, that was a syndicated show. Um, I didn't even know there was have, one of those. Oh, there was dude, a Superboy yeah, show. The, when was oh, that on? Dude, yeah, that it was it was a no, it was syndicated. It was syndicated in the nineties. Um, no kidding. Yeah, it's uh, hold on, a minute, Joe. I've got. I've got uh, the complete first season uh, DVD set in my hand. Let me oh, tell nice. you, what year? It's early. It, yeah, it was. It was early. You know, like when stuff like um, Baywatch, you know, that was the syndicated show, and yeah, Thunder in Paradise with Hulk Hogan and that kind of thing. So, <laughs> I don't remember that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, Superboy. Superboy was in. Superboy was in Smallville. It was. It was produced by the Salkinds, who who produced the you know Superman you know one through four. Um, it, it it was it was okay. They but they did. I, I tell you, I give it credit. They did do a lot of wire work in, um, on the show, which looks good. You know, flying with the rig and everything. Uh huh. So they they had a dude. John Hames Newton was Superboy in season one, and then uh, seasons two on. I think it went to three seasons. Uh, was uh, Gerard Christopher, which, who looked. Who, Kind of played a little bit better, so yeah, they had Lex Luthor, who he went up against, and I mean they had they had Metallo, and it was low, it was low budget, Joe. I'm not gonna lie. So it's, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, it's not gonna be like wow. I mean, it's, it's some che- some cheesy stuff. Um, and then the, like they're gonna ha- that, that service is gonna have, you know, the the John Wesley Ship 1990 Flash, you know, uh, TV series, which was only one season, but it's still cool. I don't know if you ever saw that either. No, I've never seen it. I've just seen little clips from it. Yeah, I've never actually watched it. I'd be interested in watching very, it though. Very good show. It's a very good show. It's it's very. We talked about this in the supercast last night. It's very. Because uh, it, since it came out right after Batman '89, it is very um, Burton esque in uh, the set look and that that uh, dark and noir look, yeah, and everything. Oh, that so, sounds pretty. Cool, and uh, yeah, the suit the suit was good. John Wesley John Wesley Ship was a really really good Flash. They had you know that's what Mark Hamill had a Trickster. Yeah, um, I was just gonna say, uh, my wife and I were doing a Flash rewatch. Where I think she's only ever seen season three, because as we were watching season one, I was like, "Do you remember any of this?" And she's like, "No." But she's also not the best at retaining television plot lines that she's watched. <laughs> so you guys, so you guys rewatching season one? Yeah, we've, we're actually on season two now. Yeah, season we've finished one season so one. Oh fuck yeah, it is, dude. Season know, one has that... I think the, the only the. The only bad, mediocre episode is the one with the bees, the bee person. But yeah. other than that, every episode is phenomenal. It's amazing. It's it's just it's to me and us on the it's on Supercast. It's just it's sad where the show is right now. Is they they have they've really um, they've really to me lost their way with it. It's uh, when you go back and look at like season one, Arrow season one and two. Uh, that's where they need to to get back to because I think some of these after this. This upcoming season, I think some you know some of them are not coming back. Like I don't think Arrow. I think it'll be this last season for Arrow. Supergirl wow. was on the bubble. That that may be that may, that may be done. Legends could be done. Um, you know they'll you know I think the Flash will continue on. Black Lightning is phenomenal. Like Black Lightning is what they need to get back to. That is. Have you seen that yet? Not yet. It, it's on my radar, especially now that it's available on Netflix. Yeah, Joe. You Joe. It's great. It's. It's, and I almost it, started it, but then I'd heard it was good, and so I was like, maybe I'll wait until we're caught up on Flash, and then me and Lens can watch this one next. Yeah, it's the 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 family dynamic is great. The show is so good, you don't care that he's not in the costume a lot because the costume is hokey. I hope they fix that next year. But <laughs> oh no, that's too bad. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a little thing to a few things just to fix it and it'll be fine. But it look he he looks like a neon beer sign as walking down the road. It's just <laughs> it's just it's supposed to be you know if you look at his his outfit it's supposed to be you know uh, coming down from each shoulder you know down to like you know his belly button was supposed to be the you know, two like lightning bolts and it's they they don't look they're not like sharp and defined so it looked kind of just real smooth and weight. it looks weird it just looks. <laughs> But it's That's super good. Funny. Great villain. Great villain. Uh, again, he's he's rarely he's he's majority of the time it's him and not in costume and and it's and the family dynamic is so good. You know, then the kids, the two daughters that he has is good. Uh, a, and a lot of a lot of current issues that we see in the news. You know about you know profiling and and police brutality. And, uh, you know, inner city, you know, what happens in inner city. So, you know, it's, it's, they did a really good job with it. That's cool. when tight when writers can like tie that stuff in current events, when they can tie them in, in a smart way to a plot line, 
I think that's a pretty cool thing. Um, I've yeah. seen it done pretty poorly <laughs> in the past as well, especially with episodes of like CSI and Law and Order and stuff, where sometimes they try and have the ripped from the headlines, you know, episodes where yeah. <laughs> it's like, Ugh. yeah, dude, do you remember the? I think it was a Law and Order episode after Mel Gibson had his um, anti-Semitic uh, rant that was like caught on tape, or at least it hit the uh-huh. news or something like that. They did a Law and Order episode where it was a ripped from the headlines one, where it was Chevy Chase being the guy who is anti-Semitic. Really, it Chevy was, Chase was on. Yes, like old man wow. Chevy Chase, like like you know, it was like right right before Community came out. I remember seeing that, where it was like. I never actually watched the episode, but I remembered seeing the trailers for it, and I was like, nope, that's on my to-don't list. I don't want to see yeah. this fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's it's really good. So I definitely uh, – and I th- it's only, I think, 10 episodes, so it's a it's a nice – that's the other thing we talk about with, with these shows. I think these 23 episodes is just too long. It's way I too mean, much. It's even, not, not to it's have even, an overarching – like story arc like that one episode or season of um uh agents of shield where they had like ghost rider and stuff and they kind of split it up into like three exactly what i was just i was just gonna say that that's if yeah they need to do something that you break it up into you know seven episode arcs where you can focus on it but when you do this 23 episodes and you know you got these filler episodes that mean nothing and the it's just uh i mean even listen even i just finished luke cage and they they need thirteen is too much for those shows, man. Ten wow. max, eight eight to ten because uh, it's Luke Cage this season to me is so the story is so clunky and convoluted and that's too it, bad. It ping, it ping pongs. Now some people love it, man, and and they, there's some great episodes. There's there's an episode that's that Iron Fist is in it and it's phenomenal. But it's just uh, they go, they 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 focus again on Alfre Woodard's character as as uh, a, a central focus, and I, I that was the problem. You know, last season is she became the the second half villain of the first season, which you know the first half of the season was awesome. The second half was was terrible, not so great. Yeah. So, but in this season, they just I don't know why they're continuing with her storyline. It's like I don't care. It's too bad. So, dude, I yeah, remember when so. those Netflix series were something really special. That first season of Daredevil was so fucking good. The first season of Jessica Jones. And Joe, it's exactly that's exactly what we said last night when we were recording. We're like, do you remember? <laughs> that's the truth, do you remember you know? <laughs> when? Do you remember when these were? It was like, man, can you believe it? We're gonna be able to see this and all that. And now it's just, I mean, I, I st- you know, Jessica Jones was season one was. Uh, Right up there with Daredevil season one for me. Season two, Jessica Jones, I stopped after episode three or four. I was just, it's just terrible. It's like going nowhere. Yeah, I never watched that one. My my wife watched the whole thing, binged it, and she really enjoyed season two. But but I I haven't watched it. I never, I didn't, I never finished Defenders. I never finished Iron Fist. Yeah, well, the Joe count you you you're ahead of the game, man. That's because that's (laughs) your. Believe me, Iron Fist is terrible. (laughs) <laughs> it's awful and defend defenders is almost as bad uh, it's yeah it's, it's it just didn't pique my interest i'm like i'm not watching this. i watched all the punisher I, I i somewhat enjoyed that there were some episodes that i didn't like but overall i enjoyed the punisher 
But, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Punisher was 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 pretty good. It's I, again, I just I don't particularly think that he. I, I don't think of him as as the Punisher or Frank Castle. I just don't. I don't think that lines up with what I've seen and read of him. But yeah, but it did. That's de- it. Was definitely. I mean, it was definitely. <laughs> it was definitely gory. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, it was super fucking gory. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! I haven't read too much Punisher stuff. What I've read, I've really liked. But uh... <laughs> have you ever seen? Uh, have you ever seen the Punisher Warzone movie? No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, Joe. Is, is that the... So which one is that? Is that the one where it's like the sequel to the Thomas Jane one? Or is uh, that the Dolph Lundgren it, one? No, 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 no. This is this is, uh, this is a standalone... Um, it was, uh, the dude... Uh, he was... Uh, God, he was one of the, the dudes from Thor. Ray Stevenson? Oh, okay. Ray Stevenson? Um, and... Uh, yeah, and it's it's not a continuation of any other one. It's uh okay, it's, it's just a, a standalone. Yeah, it's just it's just a standalone. And uh it's it was interesting. It's directed by Lexi Alexander, a female. Which so you, when you watch this you're, you you know, you would look at it like, <laughs> wow. And it's not again, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes and all these things, it's it's does not get good scores. It's <laughs> hyper did Joe, it's hyper violent and the 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 way people die is just so like there's a scene where he pun- he literally caves a guy's face in i mean he punches it and his fist goes <laughs> almost through his head there's a dude there's a dude that he knocks off a, a ledge who who falls onto a uh wrought iron fence that the the, the pickets are like arrows pointing up oh yeah so it, so it goes through like his neck and then he jumps down and and like like clotheslines his head and his neck snaps down. And his, oh. I mean, it's just, it's super violent. <laughs> dude, when it's you just, said that thing about the dude getting his face caved in, did you hear about that MMA fight that went that way like several months ago? No. Yeah, there was, okay, so there's a shitload of fighters that have the nickname Cyborg, but some okay. fighter dude whose name was Cyborg got kneed right in the eye socket and it fucking busted oh. it and actually caved his face in. Oh no. <laughs> really? Oh, that's fucked. That's it's so fucking yeah, gross, so, yeah. dude. Yeah, if you want to see if you want to see it uh, you know, on screen, it's there's it's it, it's 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 a, it's so bad of a movie it's good that you have to watch it. <laughs> you know? it's yeah. it, it's and then and then uh, when uh the dude becomes jigsaw it's it's super corny and over the top it's oh gosh yeah <laughs> jigsaw yeah i think i hung on for fucking three of those saw movies and then called it quits i was like nope and i kind of got tricked into seeing the first one and I actually saw it in the theater and i think i felt dirty for two fucking weeks afterwards you talking about just saw yeah Oh yeah, yeah I won't. Yeah, have no. you ever seen any uh, of them? Uh, no, oh, dude. The good la- for you, dude, dude. The last, the the last, God, the, the last horror movie that I. What's the last horror movie? It's probably when I was a kid, because I because like the original like Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween freaked me out, and that I I you know I had to watch Psycho in high school, you know, because of film you know, film. I think I was in a film class or something. Uh huh. But but yeah, I just I don't know, man. I just 
like Halloween. Halloween made me just freak out when anytime you walk by one of those closets that has like the slats, you know? <laughs> yeah, I heard you <laughs> say that on the see... Supercast and I laughed oh so God, hard like, because I can oh relate my... to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a big pussy with shit like that, man. It's like, nah, that's all right. <laughs> I've like, always I've had seen, such an I've active seen... imagination that you know, I can totally relate. Like, uh, my I've mind seen, can fucking like, take me to crazy places. Yeah, like, I, I think I've seen Scream... Um, that it, you know, and I just, I'm not into the jump scare into the, you know, all that kind of stuff. That so. first scream movie is a really solid horror movie. It is. It is like, that was good. I remember I went and saw that in the theater and I, I, um, I think my mom and sister were going to it. I would have been in high school at the time and they were just like, Oh, you gotta go see this. The trailers look so good. And I had never even seen a trailer for it. And so I just went with them. And so I was pretty blown away on that one. That's the one with like, was it like is it Geller, Michelle Geller and Courtney Cox? Is that were they in that one? The uh, very first one? Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. Nev Campbell. Dave Arquette. Nev Campbell. Matthew Lillard. Huh. God, who's the other guy? I can't think of the other guy's name. I can picture his face, but uh that was a solid movie though. Uh the one with Sarah Michelle Geller, let's see, would that have been was that I know what you did last summer? I think so. I was gonna say I, I didn't see it, but I, that's what just popped into my head. She was in that, and then um, oh, that one gal, the, the Jennifer Love Hewitt, the one that went on to be the Ghost Whisperer on television. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was that's like the all, one it was where like, they, yeah. they kill some dude. They're they're like drunk after some parade or some shit like that in their small town, where like Sarah Michelle Gellar had won like the Queen of the Parade Award, yeah. and like they're driving in this convertible and they're drunk. And they hit this guy crossing the road, and so they think they killed him, but they don't want to turn it in, and so they just dump his body in the water. Well, as they're dumping him in, he comes to and grabs her crown off her head, but then he goes into the water, and they never uh-huh. see him again. And then the next year, they all start getting notes saying, I know what you did last summer, and they start yeah. like, sl- slowly get picked off one by one. Uh, and he's like right. got a raincoat on, so you never see his face, and he's got like a big fucking meat hook because he worked with on like a fishing boat or some shit. <laughs> yeah i think i think uh now, now that i'm thinking back i think what uh the original um amityville horror with josh brolin i think dude that was, one is fucking was, freaky that scared the shit that, out of me when I, I was a kid i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that may have that may have been the last like really because that that freaked me out for years especially anytime i would drive and see a house that had that design you know with the <laughs> yes. windows on either side i'm like oh my god <laughs> You know, and I think of the flies and all that shit. I'm like, oh, the sh-. and I did see The Shining too. So um, at some point, so I don't know when I stopped, but it was like, you know, this isn't for me. I- I'll, you know, I'll watch, um, you know, Superman a hundred times, and I'll get more enjoyment out of it, which yeah. I still do. I still do. So I, just, I mean, my wife is really into horror movies, but dude, I and I feel so ashamed that this is the one that knocked me out of the game. But after I saw The Grudge. Which is like really a fucking horrible movie, but that was the one that scared the fuck out of me because I had a job at the was time. Was it R or PG? Was it PG thirteen or R? A lot of those come out are PG thirteen. I think it was PG thirteen. But the thing I didn't like about the Grudge is that basically these people died horribly in this house through like you know one person losing their mind and killing the other people and like a powerful grip of like angry jealousy type shit. And so now mm-hmm. this house is just tainted. So anybody who goes into this house. Like, the ghosts are going to follow you out, basically, and at some point in the near future, they're going to kill you. And it's like, you just walk into the fucking house, you know? So, like, the main girl that's, like, getting, 
like kind of fucked over in this movie. I think she's going in because she has to like take care of this old lady that's like gone catatonic or something like that. But at the time, I had a job where I was a professional window tinner, and so I was constantly going in to these big freaking multi-million dollar houses because i mean if you're going to tint the windows in your house it's hella expensive so the majority of the places i was going into were like these really really opulent houses where it's like it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be that much of a stretch to be like oh yeah this place is totally haunted and then Mm -hmm. after watching that movie i was like fuck no nope nope i'm I'm done i'm not doing it anymore i'm not watching these movies but then my wife continued to watch them on her own and she just kind of filled me in and then just recently she talked me into it and like within the last year or so, I watched The Conjuring with her, and I had heard that that was like the scariest fucking movie, and it was, you know, it, it had some good jump scares in it, but it was by no means was like one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. See, that's see, that's that's like a cheap way to scare somebody. It's easy to jump scare and have you know a music or you know, you know some type of sound with it, but it's the stuff like like I said, Halloween and the Amityville Horror and shining and exorcist is just ah man it's just it's just too fucking just i i don't i don't want to see something and then go home and then just be looking around my house you know <laughs> right you know like, like you know, especially i wasn't we, freaked we live out, out of this the place woods, you know? la- last and, night and, you know <laughs> yeah you're out in the woods <laughs> yeah oh jeez <laughs> oh yeah when so uh, it was a it was a Two or three months ago, we recorded Supercast, and at uh, it was like just before midnight. What fucking the house alarm goes off, saying garage door entry? Oh shit! Right, and it's fucking going off. I'm like, just, I'm like, fuck, you know? I'm like, dude, my house, <laughs> my alarm just went off. This is said somebody came in the garage, you know? And uh, so, so what so is I'm, what is your defense set up when you go to investigate that? Well. Um, so the problem, so the problem I would have had with that is like my gun is upstairs locked. (laughs) So, you know, so, you know, um, I should have to go wake your wife up anyway. Be like, I'm grabbing my pistol. I gotta go check out the garage. Yeah, but no, but so, so what happened was, um, so I I got up and, and, uh, I, I walked walked out and we have a the kitchen and then there's a door going into the mudroom and then there's a door going into the garage and it said it said that door to the garage was open so anyway i mean my my door was my door to the going in the kitchen was closed which that does not have an alarm on it that's just a, a interior door i open the door and and my fucking garage door is open you know oh so, creepy so then i'm so then i walked out and then we have a side door it goes to the outside from the garage, which my wife has proven that you can get into it in about five seconds with a credit card because we don't have a deadbolt on it. Okay. You know, it's just, it just you can beat the lock. And uh, normally at, in that corner, normally I have stuff like piled up so there's no way somebody can get in. Well, she had cleaned the garage and nothing was there. I said, I said, man, did you... I said, when did that stuff get moved? Because, you know, this was after this whole fiasco, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, somebody maybe came in there and then came to come in the house. You know, it's so. Oh, so here's everything that got freaked out, Joe. So, and this is why I stopped. I canceled ADT. So they're supposed to call, like if the alarm goes off and you don't enter the code, they're supposed to 
come over the speaker in the, the kitchen and they're supposed to dispatch uh, police, right? Yeah. So um, I turn the alarm off, but they're still supposed to just uh, they're still supposed to you know talk to you. No one ever called. So so and my wife wakes up, right? And she's at the top of stairs because I'm still down down in the main level. And she's like, "What the hell is going on?" And I'm like, "It's you know alarm. I, I don't know. Some it's, I think somebody broke in." So and then all of a sudden she says. She goes, there's somebody outside with a flashlight by the front door. And I fucking flipped out. I saw a flashlight beam come through my front, my front, uh, the side uh, glass, you know, the uh-huh. on either side of the front door. I, I Joe, I flipped out because I'm like, my fucking gun is upstairs. I have no weapon. There's somebody, there's, there's, there's multiple people outside of my house. You know, I'm like, is this the fucking purge that I don't know about? Did I miss the did the Trump <laughs> announce the purge? You know, it wouldn't surprise me. With everything's going on. Did Trump you know, announce we're, the we're purge? Gonna, Joe, Joe, we're everybody, we're gonna have a beautiful purge. We're gonna have the most amazing purge. This is gonna be most the best purge, purge ever. You know, you know, you know, Baron Baron is gonna be watching from the Oval Office. Um, but so so in that in that twenty seconds, I was scared for my family. Yeah, I was just. But then, um, then I looked, and it's I, it was the police. So apparently, ADT they didn't try and get a hold of me here. They just called the police, and they said there's no response from the house. Right. So I don't know what. So then I opened the door, and <laughs> of course, you know. <laughs> So my wife's at the top of the stairs. I'm, I open the door and I'm like, and it's when you're explaining it, it seems like you're hiding something like you're lying because <laughs> he's like, he's holding, he's like shining the flashlight and looking up everything. Okay, ma'am. Like I'm beating her or something, you know, I'm standing there. I'm in, I'm in my fucking, you know, Superman shirt. Right. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been a lot better if I was in, in like, you know, uh, uh, have like a pack of cigarettes rolled up in my sleeve, you know, and, <laughs> You, like you look like a fucking greaser from Outsiders. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Uh, anyway, uh, so anyway, that so that that happened that night, and then I got ba- got back on the line. Jordan's like, "What the hell happened?" You know, Wade was on. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is just this is too freaky." So that's why I got rid of ADT. I'm like, "Fuck you guys, keep raising my rates, and you can't get your fucking alarm right." So yeah, no shit. Oh gosh, but that's ah uh, man, that's. Because we're again, we're out. All the lots here are three, three acres or so, and it's we are surrounded by woods. Okay, nice. So, and it's there's no street lights. So if it's if there's no, if there's no full moon or anything, it is super dark around here. Oh yeah, so dude. I know. Very what that's easy like. for somebody. You know, very easy for somebody to to sneak into the yard and try and do something, uh, but. You know, hopefully they're softer targets somewhere else. <laughs> Did it make you want to set up like some like motion lights around your place or anything? Like I do. That? I have. I have. Uh, I have. Uh, I have solar um, mo- uh, motion lights around my deck. I mainly got them for the dogs. We have three dogs, so when I take them out at night, it it, it kind of shines. Nice. Uh, but uh, but no, we we leave lights on all around the house now, and uh, it's uh, like I said, it's. Uh, you hope you never, you hope you never have to use a gun or anything like that. You know, oh, for real. So right? that's it's just yeah, it's 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 I, I just 
just family is just <laughs> that's the thing that just that just freaks me out if something you know something would happen to anybody so oh yeah i know like my my go-to weapon of choice would be the like wooden samurai sword that i have on my wall Nice. got into my place like they're getting the shit kicked out of them with a 39 inch fucking hickory boku you know they're not going to be having a good time <laughs> my, my my one uh one of the one of my customers i was telling him a story that we uh my uh my wife uh she always thinks that there's an animal in the attic for some reason like she hears something <laughs> oh, i think there's an animal in so like, we so have he, no holes in the house <laughs> i don't know it's just she she's like she she always she she has this phobia that there's animals like in the walls like anytime you hear a wall like do you hear that she she would be she would be sitting in bed she's like do you hear that do you hear that there's like that that itching I'm like yeah. no I don't hear that she goes I, I think I, I think there's I think there's something in the attic or in the walls I'm like, it made me think of that scene in the Matrix where they're trying to sneak down into the basement through the walls. <laughs> But, <laughs> Only it's but, fucking little furry creatures. <laughs> but you talk about but you talk about samurai swords. So this is my customer, and he's he's uh, uh, he's is he Jap- I think he's Japanese. But uh, he uh, he was saying, well, he goes, we had he goes, we had raccoons in between in our town in between floors, right? Oh shit! And he said, in it, he goes, and it was and my he said my wife was freaking out, and he goes, and I was trying to handle it myself. And he goes, and one night I got so pissed off, he said, I got my samurai sword out because I heard where they were congregating <laughs> in, in the ceiling, in the ceiling. So he says, I, st- he goes, I stabbed it through the ceiling. He goes, I kept stabbing it through the ceiling <laughs> and he cut out, he was cutting out drywall, right? And all of a sudden, uh, it was, his, it was three or four adult raccoons fell through into the <laughs> bedroom. <laughs> And he's playing whack-a-mole on his bed with a fucking samurai sword. <laughs> his wife is on the bed. He's trying to get, like, a garbage can to cover him up, you know? <laughs> I said, oh, boy, I would love to see – I would love video of that yeah. samurai stabbing your ceiling. And they all look like little burglars, so that just makes it more ironic. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as we well, we have we have a raccoon who likes to come. We have a screened-in porch where our outdoor cat lives, and uh, with a little dog door, you know that. And uh, sometimes, occasionally, the raccoon likes to come in and try and take her food. Well, the freaking the it was a couple weeks ago, um, at like nine thirty or so. I take the dogs out at, at night before we go to bed, and uh, it's you know I I turn. Normally I turn the lights on on the deck and then I turn the outside light, the floodlight on. But this time I just I just open the door and and just let the dogs out. And apparently the raccoon was in the screened-in porch. And my two of my dogs, because my third dog is blind, so he was inside still because I have to carry him everywhere. Uh, the two the dogs went insane, and the, the the raccoon freaked out, and the raccoon climbed up the screen and was just was like oh, frozen shit. there. So and I got two dogs who have like cornered a raccoon, which is a dangerous thing for 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 my animals cuz that's when I think raccoons would will then attack. Oh yeah, so, yeah, cuz at that point got, it's fighting got, for its life. Yeah, I got those two dogs. I got my wife freaking out. I'm 
like in shorts with, and I gotta, I'm like, well, I gotta, I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, I gotta get the dogs in. Meanwhile, my cat out there is looking at all this, like, you guys are fucking idiots. The cat can care less. <laughs> the, cat just, the cat is sitting there, like, I don't give a shit. I cats mean, are just, so awesome. <laughs> cats are, I mean, it's just, just sitting there like i don't give a fuck about this and uh <laughs> so yeah because i said i because i told my wife i'm like i'm gonna get our our i've got a uh i bought my son years ago a little 22 revolver like an old west style yeah i'm like i'm gonna go get the 22 she's like you are not going to shoot that raccoon <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna shoot it right in the face <laughs> gosh man so but but you know we're like I said, Instead, you got a garbage are, can in one hand and a broom in the other. No, man. I, <laughs> and just I, I, hoping I, you don't get bit because it's going to be like 18 shots in the stomach for your rabies oh, vaccine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, we're just, you know, we're, we are out in nature. It, we This is what we deal with. Uh, we have snakes. My wife is dead. She is ultra paranoid about snakes <laughs> because... Because every because everything that's ever happened in we Joe we've this is eleven years here, everything that's ever happened with snakes has happened to her. It's never oh, happened no. to me. <laughs> I said it's because they know. I mean, even listen, she was she was <laughs> she was tutoring at uh, math because she's a teacher. She was tutoring, uh, you know, after school at a friend's house and needed to make copies and they said okay you can you know go in the den and you can make copies and so she goes in the den and they have a dog that has a lot of dog toys around right so she's walking up to the to the uh you know scanner copier thing and she thinks she looks down to what looks like a like a you know you know there's ropes and there's a like a toy snake and then as she walks by it it moves and she again i wasn't there but she screamed bloody murder and if if the cartoon version of you know how like a cartoon character running through a door and it has their image, their, yes. you know they break. That would have happened. She would have run right through the door, and you would have just had my wife's image. She ran outside, and it's like, how does this happen to you in in a house? It's just. <laughs> Did they have a pet snake, or was it one just no. that just snuck into their house? No. Oh, that's even man. fucking creepier. It is. It's well. Listen, it's. It's it, it's not totally um, it's it's for for her to be freaked out with this because uh, three years ago February we had a friend of ours um, one of my son's friends from school in the M- Marine Corps at Fort Sill in Oklahoma they were on him and two buddies two or three buddies were on a it was a it was a beautiful day in February uh, they decided to go like hiking right. And they were like way out. So they were like miles away from their car, like no cell service. They had to go over, uh, you know, uh, like where a dam was, you know, and they were going to hike up some rocks and things like that. Well, they're they're walking up these rocks. He's like third in line. There are four of them. That's right. There are four of them. He was like third in line. He stops to like tie his shoe. The other friend goes in front of him. He gets up, he ties his shoe and then gets bit on the back of the calf by a rattlesnake. Oh no! Huge snake, apparently. I mean, I, I, if I can, Joe, if I can find the pictures to show you the fang marks, it looks like Dracula bit him it, on the back of his calf. Dude, that's fucking and, scary because those sorts of snake fangs are like hypodermic needles. So, Ugh. so, so anyway, so he 
he collapses basically. I mean, he's it's, it instantly starts turning like black and blue, right? And yeah, do you know what that sort so, of venom does? Oh my god, it rots uh, the flesh from the inside out, so that it makes yeah. it easier to digest inside the uh, snake's stomach. Because once the snake has swallowed its meal, the that that food is being digested by stomach acids on the outside and venom from the inside out. Oh so it's god. like, yeah, if you get bit in the leg on that stuff, like it's going to turn necrotic and it's basically going to look like someone took a melon baller to yeah, your leg yeah, and, <laughs> for and them to got, surgically and, and, remove all the dead and flesh. Blo- and it, blood was, you know, it was bleeding. Uh, he, and uh, they, uh, uh, you know, he started, I mean, he started to just feel the, immediately feel like the effects of this. And uh, it, there's, there's so many things that it's amazing that happened is that they, they did not have cell service the entire time until after the snake bite and oh, then they were wow. they called and because of where they were at they had to they had to they had to traverse back to where they came from right so his buddies are helping him they're carrying him um they had got to a spot they had to um uh traverse a fence with him get him over a fence they had to go across this he had to like crawl across this this, this ledge uh, they had to uh they got to a spot where it was before they had traversed up and now it was going downhill and he could not walk down the hill. And he basically said, just push me down the hill. I'm just going to roll down the hill. Oh my God. Um, and they got, I mean, got to, uh, they got to a spot. Uh, they, they were going to evac, uh, helicopter evac him. They couldn't get there. They finally got a rescue squad or somebody, they took him to the local hospital who was really not equipped to handle this. And they, they, um, they, I think they caused more problems. Um, uh, I mean, they were, he, he had Joe, he had at least two dozen doses of Anivin in total. Wow. They, they, the doctor had said that this is more than anybody has had in recent memory in this area. Uh, they finally, he was at one point, Joe, he was, he was black and blue up to his midsection, all the way up his body, and his oh, he was no. he was he was uh, his uh, pulse. He was fifty. It was like fifty over forty. He should have been dead if it was not for his like conditioning. I think you know, and being being in the Marine Corps and everything. Uh-huh. They trans- he was just in they peak tra- physical shape, and so that carried him. They through trans it. yes. They they transferred him. His mother finally got in town. They transferred him to um, uh, University of Oklahoma or Oklahoma University. You know, big big hospital and uh again they they tried they tried to save his leg and they 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 started they had to amputate up to the shin and then eventually no yeah eventually they had to amputate right above the knee um and his i mean his mom had to decide his his your son or his leg i mean that's an awful decision to to have to make kidding right um and yeah so but I will tell you, he, this is a guy. He he had he's he was a smartass with a sense of humor and everything, and and kind of very uh, sarcastic beforehand. And nothing ever changed about that guy. He, he he's never complained. He's never woe is me. Never anything. Even though all he ever wanted to do was 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 to be and serve in the Marine Corps, and and now you know he can't do that. I mean he had to, he had to get medically discharged. So he's yeah. uh, he wants he, he but dude he does dude there's videos and I'll, I'll have to find some send it he does CrossFit he deadlifts 
I mean, he he does you know these competitions. It's it just goes to show you. I mean, it's just you can do whatever you put your mind to. Uh, but he does he does stuff he does stuff like uh, he'll joke he'll, he'll like go into like a shoe store and say do I can I get it for half price because I, I only need one, <laughs> I only need one shoe you know and, and he'll be dead serious you know and until he'll break it to them and he'll oh. make them uncomfortable <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that's fantastic so today actually today he posted he, and he is deathly afraid of spiders and <laughs> so. It's so funny. He posted a picture. He was before you know, he put, he was putting on his uh, his uh, uh, prosthetic leg. There was a spider at the bottom of his leg. He's like, <laughs> there is a spider inside my prosthetic leg. He goes, I honestly don't know what to do because he he will literally not want to get near anything. <laughs> He's like my wife with snakes. He's with spiders. He needs to get so. a bug assault rifle. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Dude, those things so, are a godsend. If you don't like dealing with bugs up close, yeah, you get one of those and just kill it with some high-pressure table salt. <laughs> so that's the reason my wife especially is freaked out with snakes. So I, I can't say that I blame her. Dude, we've got a family of garter snakes that live like right along the south side of our house, like in the foundation. Like I'm pretty sure in the wintertime when snakes hibernate, they go into a place called a hibernaculum, which is... It's like basically like a subterranean cave type thing where uh-huh. the snakes like it's not just like one like breed of snake. Like there'll be all different types of snakes. And in the winter, they just kind of go into a torpor where they, their metabolism slows down so much that they just kind of hang out and they'll all be together in like a big mass. So like if you're really afraid of snakes, like imagine like being caving and like crawling into one of those and like falling into a mess of snakes. Like oh, real man. Indiana Jones type shit, you know? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that there's a hibernaculum probably under the back stoop on my house. Because the back stoop, it's on the south-facing side of my house. And all summer, we will get garter snakes that go right along the foundation. And, like, my wife's not afraid of garter snakes. Like, they do flip her out a little bit, but they don't have teeth or anything. There's really nothing. Like, you can pick up a garter snake and, like, laugh as it's biting at you. Because it'll bite at you just as a reflex, but there's no yeah. teeth or anything. So there's... Uh-huh. Really, the worst thing that's going to happen is it's going to make your hands stink because they release like this fear musk type thing that kind of smells shitty. But fear? What is it? It's like a musk. It's like an odor that that the if you pick up a garter snake and then like it's all freaked out and it's writhing and trying to get away from you. Uh-huh. If you smell your hand afterwards, it smells like you just picked up like dog shit or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. If they, I didn't know if the, like the garden snake was the 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 Batman villain scarecrow of the <laughs> reptile world. Like, you know, could you imagine if it flipped you out like that? If all of a like, sudden, like in like, your yeah. hand, like you visualize it turning into like a ten foot python that like wraps itself around your neck. <laughs> well, you remember, you remember that that was that was cool part in uh, in Batman Begins when uh, he douses scarecrow with the toxin and he's looking at Batman and Batman is like his. He looks like a devil, and he's all black, and his yes. like lips look like tar, and they're like yes, out. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking gnarly. <laughs> but yeah, the the biggest garter snake out there we've named Henry, and he's Henry's so big now that like when he's trying to go and get behind that stoop in between the stoop and the house real quick, like he has to like slow down and wiggle himself in there. So it's like one of the biggest garter snakes I've ever seen. Well, we have a um, we have an uh a trellis uh hooked onto like my storage shed and there is a 
black snake, which is non-poisonous, that lives around there. And uh, my, my wife named him Blake the Snake. <laughs> Blake and, the Snake. But, but, but <laughs> in, you know, and she, again, she hates snakes, but black snakes keep copperheads away. So yeah. that's, that's what you want. I was going to so say, we, well, that's a predatory snake, too, so it'll take care of mice and all sorts of shit like that that might be yeah. on your property. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck, we had, uh, we had, I had a mouse. In, in 11 years, I've never, ever seen a mouse here or anything up until about a month and a half ago um, that uh, we started noticing uh, some like mouse droppings. And so we went out that day and got some, you know, I got some old school traps and some like newer style where they go in and it kind of closes in on them and then you just throw the whole thing out type thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I set all these up, you know, and I put the little thing of cheese on it and I, you know, put them in everywhere around. So that night, my father-in-law was here, was visiting, and I'm sitting at our island eating, you know, cookies and milk. And uh, I, I look over at towards the sink, you know, where the, the backsplash is, and I fucking see a, this mouse scurry along. I'm like, there's, I'm like, there's a damn mouse in the kitchen, you know? And, you know, instantly, my, my wife, you know, t- puts her feet up, you know, just like, just like in the movies, like people would do like oh and uh so i'm trying <laughs> to my chase wife's it. deathly afraid of mice too i'm like it's a tiny little fucking mammal i'm like what's yeah. scary about it <laughs> yeah so i'm 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 you know chasing it i'm cornering it trying it it jumps off goes under the fridge i'm like son of a bitch man i had it <laughs> you know so um anyway so i, I you know put some more you know we got some more traps and i put them everywhere I, a garage you know, and then I, and it's funny, I'm, and then we're looking like my, my indoor cat who is 17 years old and weighs about five pounds, right? He's got a kidney issue, a thyroid issue, whatever. She basically sleeps all day and, and eats, that's all. So I go, I'm looking, then I go in where, you know, her food is and where she sleeps at night. And I, cause we lock her in there and, uh, there's f- like all around, like literally th- Two feet from where she sleeps is all this mouse crap. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I mean, it's right there. You could have killed it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why haven't you handled this yet? <laughs> yeah. So, so I set all this stuff up. And then, of course, you know, Jordan is like, ah, oh, man, if you got one mouse, it means you've got a dozen of them. And everybody's <laughs> freaking me out. I'm like, oh, my God, I got mice everywhere. And I'm going to have to call an exterminator. You know, my wife's going to, you know, whatever. So, but I set up all these traps and thank God the next morning it, uh, at the base of the steps in the basement, it, apparently it went downstairs and then it, it, it got in one of the old school traps, you know, with the, you know, the spring loaded one flicked over kind of thing. So yeah, the old school ones that you'd see in like the cartoons school, with like a wedge of cheese on them. Absolutely, man. <laughs> and, uh, that's, a, that's the only one, it's the only one I've ever had. I, we, we've left traps out still out nothing so i'm just i guess i'm lucky because everybody was forewarning me that oh my god you got an infestation you got a family of them you know (laughs) dude when i replaced my back door when i moved in it was a wooden door didn't even have a fucking deadbolt so like before i replaced it with a steel door i just installed my own deadbolt in it but we had the house get flooded in 2008 and so that door swelled and it wouldn't close right 
And so I think when we came back in, I might have had to kick the door open to even get in the house. But anyway, I'd replaced it, and like the threshold plate didn't match up the same on the new steel door as the old one. And so there was just this slight gap that I just filled in with that expanding foam that comes in like the aerosol can. Yeah. And it was always like on my agenda, like, okay, I need to fill this in at some point, but I hadn't gotten around to it. Well, I think my wife was doing yoga one day and she saw a mouse run by. And so I went over and I'm looking because that's the most likely place it would have came in from the cellar. And sure enough, there was like a tiny little hole kind of chewed through. And I'm like, motherfucker, that's where it came in. And so I went and got some like quick set cement and just filled in that whole area with like probably ended up being like a quarter inch of cement and just made it level with the wood floor and finished it out with a trowel. So it like looked really nice when it finished off. And, uh, we just kept our eyes out for the mouse to see if it was still running around. Cause it was like, when I filled in the hole, was it still in the house? Had it gone back down to the cellar? Where was it? Yeah. Well, that Christmas, my wife was getting decorations out and we had delicate stuff inside a Santa hat that was in a cardboard box with all the other Christmas decorations. And there she found the fucking mouse dead in that Santa hat. Oh, <laughs> and she actually no. pulled it out and it was in her hand. And she's like, what uh, is this thing before she figured out that it was a dead mouse? Oh so, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, she's got a good reason to not like mice after that, but <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, Hey, you know, we live out in the woods. There's so many things you don't want to, you know, you don't want to know about, but they're out there. I mean, we have, We've got, you know, small bear around. No shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, somebody saw one a couple weeks ago. Are you in like Virginia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That thing has made its way south. How close are you to like the because does the Adirondack mountain range kind of run down the whole? I know it's not along the coast. It's inland. We are. uh, We are. um, We are. East, wait a minute, let me think. Yeah, we are east App- of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Okay, I was going to say Appalachians. Adirondacks are up by New York, right? Yeah. But, but no, yeah, I, so, I know there's a ridge that runs down that way, though. Yeah, so year, uh, years ago, when my in laws were here watching my boys when they were younger, and we were, went on vacation, uh, uh, my dad, my father in law let the dogs out and they never i mean they went to the very corner of uh, of our lot um and, which you can't see because there's a, my shed i have a big it looks like a little house it's really my shed and they were barking over there and my fa- and my father-in-law started walking over like you know what the hell are you guys doing he goes over there, and there's a fucking black bear you know not uh a, you know a 8 foot tall bear right it, the, the scary thing though is it doesn't need to be that big to seriously fuck you up yeah, so but there was a bear on the other side of our fence, you know. So it's in, in there was I know they've had one. There was one a couple of weeks ago in the neighborhood. Somebody said they saw. So yeah, man, it's. It, I mean, we don't we don't let even though my yard is fenced. It's fenced, and it has. Um, well, see, since we live, we live in a civil war area and, and we actually live on the chancellor battlefield no shit um, yeah so because the homeowner association our our fence is a civil war style it's like a you know three slats kind of thing it's supposed to look natural like so, whatever you can't like oh, I could, no, cool. nobody can put up a chain link or like a white vinyl fence it has to be 
this certain type of thing. So, so basically, if you can imagine two posts and then three uh, slats, okay? That, oh, okay, I gotcha. So, and the and the slats are like if you if you had a round tree and cut it into quarters, one quarter one of those quarters is is a slat. Okay. Yeah, and it's then, like that old school old school style fencing. Ex- exactly. So so we have that, and then we I have um uh it's black metal mesh all the way around. So the dog obviously so the dogs can't just you know walk under the lowest slat and get out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. <laughs> So that's what that's what we have, and uh, but yeah, there's no saying that uh, freaking bear can just jump over that because we have deer, we have deer, we have like domesticated deer. Deer don't give a shit about us. They they may jump the fence. They they'll they're like laying. I'll come pulling up. They'll be sitting in my yard. Like get the fuck out of here. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's it's it's. But yeah, so because 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 we're. Um, you know, on the battlefield there, um, we, you know, we're woods and we have all kind of stuff. So it's, yeah, black bear is what we have. You know, what's crazy is because of conservation laws and everything like that. There are more deer like in the United States right now than there have ever been before. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, man, there's, they are, they're all over. I mean, I, I looked out the window yesterday and there's one great, you know, grazing in the front yard, just looking for stuff. So yeah. it's, uh, if I, I had never, more time, I never, I'd get into deer hunting, but... Yeah. See, I was never... Before before I went to college, I mean, I've, again, uh, Chicago was where I'm from, and uh, so you don't have a deer problem up there. But it wasn't until I went to Southern Illinois to college where I was like, yeah, fucking hunt and kill them. Because... because <laughs> well, you got to control their populations. You do, you do, because there's so many people... Thank God, knock on wood, I've never hit a deer, but so many people I knew just plowed into deers. And, and I mean, we've had ones where uh, where they've hit it and it's come through the windshield. Oh, like I've heard the, of that. That's so scary. That is scary, man. That's scary. Have you heard of the people who've had it? They've been driving down the highway doing 60 mile an hour and a deer drills them in the side of the car? Yes. I've, dude, I saw that. We were driving... We were driving uh, up in northern Maryland, up to, where we would go up to Pennsylvania, Ohio, to go to Chicago, and yeah, we were going seventy miles an hour, and about I don't know, maybe not not maybe a, a tenth, two tenths of a mile in front of us was a car, and a fucking deer ran and t-boned it square in the passenger side door. Yeah, it happens a lot, dude. When those whitetails get running, they go fucking fast. And if all of a sudden they come up on a highway and they're just going, they're just going for broke. I mean, wow. I think you'd be packing a lot of energy if it runs into the side of like a freaking yeah, minivan never, or something like, like that. Like I said, we've never, I mean, we've never hit anything like that. I mean, the the worst that my son hit a dog about a year and a half ago and they were, they were driving, uh, it was a two lane, which a lot of these back roads by me are two lane, windy road, you know, with no shoulder kind of thing. It yeah. kind of goes into a little gully, you know, over like a retention thing. Uh-huh. And they, he was driving with his friend and they were, it was, they were passing a farm and this freaking dog jumped out and he killed the dog, hit it. And it's like, he was freaking out. And, and all of a sudden this truck from the farm comes over, right? And this dude, just total, total Virginia redneck. Oh, 
that's my old lady's dog. And he picks the dog up. He just chucks it in the back of his truck. Oh. And he's like, here's here's her phone number. You can call her. And he just takes off. <laughs> he's like, give a shit. He give a shit about it. It's my old lady's dog. You tell her. Yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And my, my, my son said, he said he like picked it up and threw it like it was a sack of trash into the back of his pickup. Oh, but that's how I pictured it when you said it the first time. Exactly, that's so I'm crazy. Like, yeah. Like, uh so. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to make a generalization about country people because, like, through climbing and stuff like that, like, I've met lots of really great, wholesome people, but I've also met lots of really scary redneck people yes. that do not have the same values. Yes. <laughs> and, like, on, quite honestly, those are the people in my life that, have I, that I've met that have freaked me out the most. Or, or just, well, listen, oh. where, where I, the, you know, where I travel around here, um, I mean, you'll go to places and as you drive by and many homes on, on main streets, you know, the, the, the highest flag they got flying is a Confederate flag. It's, oh yeah. You know, I'm like, and I always want to say, you know, they lost you're like, uh, uh, like you're flying the flag of losers. I know. You know why are you that, flying that loser flag? That would be like well, flying it, the. That would be like flying the Vikings flag, Jordan. You know that's <laughs> that's or, or, or no. Okay, I would say like Cleveland Browns. Okay, that would be like flying Cleveland Browns flag as high as you, you can. What are you? What are you barking at? <laughs> Unless someone's home. Unless my wife decided to come home early. I don't know. Dude, last night my kids and my wife told me about this too. Is that While I was at work, my, my son put a Truth or Dare app on his Kindle. And so they, were in, they involved the dog in this game. And so when it was Emma's turn, they did Dare for her. And the Dare was Bark Like a Dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, Emma's a Shih Tzu. But she's like a giant Shih Tzu. She's almost 20 pounds. But she's purebred. And she's black and white like a panda. And if you say squirrel, no matter what she's doing, she will flip the fuck out and run to our front picture window and start barking and like be on edge. <laughs> well, these well these idiots. Okay, these dogs I have. Okay, I got a uh, nine an eight year old Morky, uh, a fourteen year old Yorkie, and a three year old Westie. Okay, so the West. So what is, is a Morky? I've never heard of a Morky. Morky is a Maltese Yorkie mix. Oh, okay. I was trying racking my brain. I'm like, what would be an yeah. M mixed with a Corgi? So, so the, now the dynamic has changed with this. The Westie is now he is like the alpha dog, right? He he's the one. He's very protective of my wife. You know, he's always hooked on to her as soon as she leaves then he graces me with his presence you know okay <laughs> like, but, okay i suppose i'll protect you now <laughs> but, but now now the problem is when she says my name he starts barking and then the other dogs start barking so she can't <laughs> say my name anymore in the house the dog this is it's it is the height of ridiculousness with this, with this animal but I've like heard of that say, joe <laughs> yeah, i'm serious so and, and it, j- listen, and like I can say, let me see if they'll do it. Joe, it's like I, if I say it, it doesn't. If she says it, <laughs> it has they to be go in your nice. Voice. <laughs> it, but but and she'll test it. She'll say she'll say glow toe. And she'll say all that. They won't. As soon as she says my name, they go nuts. It's, it is. 
Yeah, it's just. It's, <laughs> Do you think it's like the dog? Like it's part of him being the alpha. I think and he's so. like almost trying to challenge you a little bit. <laughs> it's like, why are you yeah. calling him? <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah, well, he. So she decided, let's get a third dog, and I said we don't need a third dog. <laughs> and I so I, I kind of tabled that. Well, she's checking the rescues and all this, right? And they have this little Westie shown his name they had his name as sterling on there and uh it's like you know we've stopped taking applications because you know for him and she's like oh he's so cute i want him i'm like i'm like it says they stopped taking applications he's like he's so cute i'm like i'm like well you know i'm I'm like nothing's gonna happen like then send him an application i go that's he could turn down but you go ahead and send it to him right (laughs) So who gets the fucking phone call? We get a phone call. I see the phone rings and it's it's uh it's the rescue down. I'm like, what the hell? She picks up the hello and basically said, uh, yeah, we had stopped taking applications, but we saw your application and what you had submitted and the pictures of your yard and dogs that you have and what you had written out, and we think this he'd make a perfect home for it. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So we drive. I got to drive an hour. We drive south. Right. And yeah, as we came home, we came home with the dog and it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's insane. Cause my oldest dog Baxter, uh, who's the Yorkie is pretty much blind. Like he's like 95% blind. He can maybe see some shadows, but he's old. Like we have to carry him up and down the steps. You know, he, he, he does bumper cars. He bounces into things, you know, he'll, like if I'm eating, normally I eat at my seat at the table, but if I eat at the island, he'll still think I'm at my seat and he'll be staring at a blank seat. It's kind of sad a little bit. <laughs> it's you know? sad, but it's funny. <laughs> it's sad. It is sad, but it's funny. Um, I mean, it but, is totally heartbreaking to see because, but, you know, a dog like truly becomes a member of the family. Oh, yeah. He's, and to I mean, see him go into their golden years like that and get that bad to where they're bumping into walls. I remember that with cats. She gets, yeah, she gets up and she, stuff. It was so gets, sad. Yeah, she get and she gets all she'll you know she'll get all sad. I'm like Gina, he's he's happy, he's healthy, he's he got. I mean, he can't ask for a better home, right? He he's treated like a king. He gets carried around up and down stairs, <laughs> you know. It, it's so it's it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's it's uh it's I, I just I mean again, it was four, he's going on uh, 15 years. You know, I got my cat is 17 years old. The outdoor cat is 13 years old. And so, you know, we've had these for a long time. And uh, so, yeah, it's the – but, again, Jack is the – he's the one, like, he literally sleeps. She she holds him in bed under covers like a teddy bear. <laughs> I said, this is not good. This is – I said I – I don't think I say it's not healthy. I Probably not healthy. But I'm like, this is not good because you are just – you're reinforcing it with him because when, because <laughs> then when any other dog moves on the bed, I'm talking moves anything, Joe, he starts growling. Yeah, that's protected. his territory. You know, and <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, dude. But, but we know they're really, I mean, again, we love, we love animals. But once, once the cats, we're, we're done with cats after this. We're not, you know, we're done with cats. I just, litter boxes and yeah the the litter box thing is the well that and i'm also allergic to cats oh okay yeah Um, my brother yeah yeah, and like i would love to have a cat because i love cats i grew up with them 
but it was like after I moved out of my mom and dad's house and I was gone for a few months living on my own and then I'd go back to visit and I'd have an allergy attack every time. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it took me a while to figure out that, oh, okay, I'm, a, I'm allergic to the pet dander. And wow. that's part of the reason that we got a Shih Tzu is because they don't shed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And But then the problem with getting a dog that doesn't shed is like the freaking $75 grooming appointments. Otherwise, she starts to look like a homeless Shih Tzu. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah, well, I take the, we take these three characters in every few months. It's it's uh, it's basically with tip and everything. It's like two hundred bucks for all three of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I couldn't even imagine getting three dogs groomed. Like, oh, well, oh. well, and that's the other thing. I said when we want, like, when you want to go somewhere, if you got to either board them or find someone to watch them, and then I got the cats. You spending as much on that as you are like on flights. Yeah, it's like. Because you're not going to leave your dogs with anybody. I mean, luck, fortunately, we've had, uh, you know, our friends, you know, the daughters and, you know, home from college or, you know, things like that. But, you know, my oldest dog, Baxter, I mean, he needs special attention because he's blind. You just can't, yeah. you know, because, oh, so the way we found, oh, my God, the way we found out that his vision was going was so... My son, we were, me and my wife, I think we were out of town. My son, uh, um, my youngest son, so he was like, what, 20, 19, 20 at the time. So he was watching the dogs. So this was, no, actually, it was a few years ago. Because that, uh, he could, Baxter could still get up and down the stairs by himself. So he feeds them dinner. He opens the screen door, lets them out. All right, they get on the deck. They go down the stairs, right? Now, and we have in-ground pool, okay? So he lets them out. To the two dogs come in, and he's like, well, where's, I wonder where Baxter's at. Well, he fell into the pool. Oh, no. Okay, but thank God, thank God, the way our pool, in-ground pool is, is uh, we have about, uh, we have these uh, concentric steps. We have a, a gunite pool, you know, concrete, whatever. Okay. That, that, and so you can kind of walk in, and they're like six feet wide, okay? And they go, you know, boom, boom, boom. There's like... Uh, one, two, three, four, five steps. Okay, so thank God it wasn't just a ledge all the way around, or else he would have drowned. Yeah, right. So he he had found his way over, and he was on the steps, and I guess he was just freaked out. Well, that's how we. That's how, and he told us a story, and then that's we went to the vet, and then they checked his vision and found out, yeah, he's losing his vision is not great, and it's just deteriorated over the past, you know, you know two and a half years or so, to where you know about I don't know last. Last year, he could kind of see shadows, you know, like if you kind of waved type thing, he could kind of see something. Now it's, it's, it's maybe, I, again, I think maybe he's got like 5% vision left. So. Wow. But he's, wow, again, dude. he's a good, he's a good dog. He, he, uh, he's well, healthy. Yeah. I mean, at that point, he's a part of your family, you know? Oh, I mean, absolutely. How many years have you had him? Uh, it's 14. Yeah. Yeah. 14. I think this year will be 12 years with Emma. Yeah. So, yeah, because we just had our friends, our, our good friends uh, who had to have two labs and their seven-year-old lab in the, in the span of three weeks just went from healthy as can be to dead. Oh, no. Like cancer. What happened? Oh, it had, it had a protein issue. Um, organs were shutting down. You know, too weak to, to really do anything. Did it come from it's, like a puppy mill where like inbreeding no, would have been an no, issue or something no. like that? 
Well, no, I don't. I mean, they they buy them from somebody, but I don't know. I but it was it was very. God, it was just. It was just. It was so sad. It was so sad. That is sad. Yeah, because and they just uh, they did get another. They did get another one uh, just recently, and uh, and this this one is not a listener. I'll just say that, and they are <laughs> they are fighting something fierce, you know. <laughs> Dude, my mom and dad kind of went through that. I I think around two thousand eight or two thousand nine, they ended up getting this golden lab, or like yellow lab golden retriever mix that a friend of theirs had just found in a city park where somebody had just abandoned this puppy like at the bottom of a slide. And so this dog was too scared. This little puppy was too scared to jump off the slide. And so this lady took it home, kind of put the call out on Facebook or whatever that, you know, Hey, I rescued this dog, but I can't keep it. And so my mom and dad got it. My dad like immediately falls in love with this little puppy. Like it's, they named her Lizzie. Lizzie became dad's like new best friend slash third child. (laughs) Right. Like dad would be eating cereal on the couch. Lizzie would be sitting next to him. He would be feeding Lizzie cereal from the same spoon he was using. That, that's like, it's like my dad with his Yorkie. It, it is a, <laughs> it's a, it's a weird, yes. it's just, I've never would yeah. my dad with this tiny little, he's got like a three pound Yorkie, you know? And I was like, <laughs> it just, I just, it's. Yeah, but but like dad and Lizzie were like inseparable. Like she, like when dad would my dad's an avid deer hunter and so he hunts uh bow and muzzleloader so he spends a lot of time going out in the woods um you know checking his his um his camera trail cams and stuff like yeah. that. Lizzie would be like his little riding the boat with him, go That's out in the cool. woods with him, you know, like awesome relationship with dad and this dog. And dad had been a hunter my whole life and so like growing up I was always like why don't you have a lab? You know, like cuz we'd go up duck hunting and stuff and like his friends one of his friends had a black lab that was trained to where we'd shoot the ducks the dog would swim out into the pond and bring us the ducks back absolutely that's awesome yeah and so growing up i wanted one and so then go figure when i'm in my 20s and moved out he gets this awesome dog well fast forward like 10 years into the future lizzie got some sort of cancer in her mouth Uh and they got it they had an operation done on her and got it removed and they were kind of hopeful that it'd be gone and then it came back and they eventually had to get her put down and it was super sad because I mean Lizzie was just the best dog ever. Like she she wouldn't bark, she was super gentle with everybody. They got pictures of her when she's a puppy like cuddling in the sun with like their cats. Like this wow. one cat, this Tomcat Smokey would come up and just cuddle with her. And so I mean like she was such a gentle dog. Well then kind of when when this started happening and they knew Lizzie was having some troubles and dad was, you know, what am I going to do when I lose this dog? Well, they had the opportunity to adopt two more yellow labs that were sisters, and they were not <laughs> like Lizzie. <laughs> Mom and dad came home one day and found half of their couch chewed down to the frame. Oh, my God. You could yeah. see the wood. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I got to get on my mom's Facebook and find the pictures and I'll send them to you or post them. <laughs> I bet my mom and dad won't care. I post them on the Startcast page so people can see it because uh. it's fucking hilarious. Like these dogs are chewers, dude. They chew up fucking everything. The amount of shit that my dad has had to replace that these dogs have chewed up. But <laughs> yeah, this, but, well, that's why she that's why my that's why my wife. That's why we have small dogs. I would I would actually like a big dog. Actually, my my son and his wife, 
my son from the army is in and they have, he's got, um, they have two dogs, like a, I don't know, a 40 pound dog. And then his dog is like 95 pounds, but he is, he's the sweetest. He's like Cliff. We call him Cliff for the big red dog. He's just so, he's so like a happy dog. He thinks he's, he weighs 10 pounds, but he weighs a hundred pounds, you know? And, uh, but, but there's just, it's, so, they're just so big. I mean, it's just, I got three of my dogs don't even equal one of his, you know? Oh, can you imagine how much dog food that dog eats? Or oh, like, dude. How big of the shits that you're cleaning up out in the oh, backyard? I, know. <laughs> I mean, when, when we go, when we go to like, you know, uh, Costco and I see these 50 pound bags or whatever, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Imagine if you had like a great Dane or something and it's like feeding a horse. Yeah. You go, I mean, like you go broke. <laughs> Do you know Great Danes are like super emotional dogs too? Really? Like they're very keyed into like the emotional state of their owner. When when I was in high school, one of my best friends, his mom adopted an adult Great Dane. And this dog was so cool. It would just hang out on like this love seat couch. Like that was Dylan's couch. And so it took up the whole fucking thing. And if you wanted to sit there and then Dylan decided it was time to lay down, like you were going to have a Great Dane laying in your lap. Wow. But it, yeah, but he was it was such a cool dog. Like you pet its head, like talk to it in a soft tone of voice. And it would almost like put its head like right up against yours like it wanted to cuddle with you. You know, I mean, it was Nick could do something with it too where he would like kind of sc- scratch your ears and like do some special tone with his voice and like would, the dog would start howling like a wolf. Jeez. It was really cool, but Yeah, that that was like kind of my one experience with a great dane, but it was super positive. But I mean, the thought of actually owning one, like oh, I don't know if I could do it. That now, I think those really large breeds of dogs like that too. I don't think they have the longest lifespan. No, they which don't. Which means no. that you're just going to get into heartbreak that much sooner. Yeah, they don't. My my sister she has had boxers and boxers. They have not lived a long a, a. They live an average. They haven't really lived a long life, and they have some some issues that are common to the breed. Um, yeah, I've I've heard I, of that with like English bulldogs. Yeah, so um, so yeah, that's that's the only thing that that you gotta watch out for with that. I mean, we had listen about two months ago with the our Jack our Westie. You know, we we were he was laying on the ground, and I'm looking at him, and I told my wife, I said, "Look at he, look how thin he looks." I said, "Look, you could see his ribs." She's like, "Yeah, I just noticed that." I'm like, "I'm like he's eating." You know, we feed all, you know, twice a day, morning and night, same as always, eats all his food. We're like, you know, he's been like, he's been like shitting like six times a day, right? Like, so we take him to vet, uh, you know, I have to go to a specialist, uh, had to do, uh, you know, some blood work and all that. They find some things wrong. And, uh, so they don't know if it's cancer or liver issue or whatever so then we got to go to another specialist and they do ultrasound and more tests you know and it's like just racking up money joe just (laughs) oh yeah dude vet bills are not cheap okay so the specialist determines he's yeah out of all the scenarios it's i guess the best case scenario he's got a um uh, i forget what what it's it's uh, EPI, it's, it's, it's with the pancreas. Basically, his pancreas 
uh, it does not produce the enzyme to break down the nutrients of the food, the proteins, the fats, the carbohydrates. So, so he eats the food. He was eating the food. He was getting no nutrients from it and basically shitting it out. Oh and they, no! So they call it, and then so then if there's pictures of it, um, that the it, it, it basically it says EPIs call so the do- starving themselves to death because that's what'll happen if they just continue it. So basically, he's got to take this uh, this. Uh, uh, we have this powdered enzyme that we have to mix in with some peanut butter powder, you know, and then we plop it on his food and he's got to do that to supplement to actually not to supplement to, to be the enzyme. And he's got to take this for the rest of his life. And it's, it's going to be like a thousand dollars a year for the rest of his life. So, but, oh, but shit, so, we, man. so we, so we get the medicine, right? We have it for like two days, like Thursday, Friday, everything's good. Saturday morning, like he's not taking it. So my wife, uh, my wife tries to um, uh, like uh, mix it in with some like chicken broth and kind of just like sh- inject it down his throat, you know. Uh-huh. And she does that, and immediately after that, he is just a different dog, like lethargic. And she's, I, I, I was still in bed, and I woke up, and she was telling me this and I'm like, then let's go to the, you know, go, let's go to the vet emergency room, you know, cha-ching, cha-ching, you know, that's all I hear is dollar signs. Yeah. Emergency care vet, you know, um, it's, uh, so go in there, you know, they take him in the back and run some tests. They bring him back to us and she's talking to us and well, I'm going to discuss this and I will be right back. And, you know, dogs and my wife's, you know, he's just kind of, he's totally lethargic, right? She's sitting, you know, she's holding him in in her arms and his all of a sudden she's like she goes his heart is beating like um so feel this you know it's like it is beating like i've never felt a dog's heartbeat and she starts freaking out i'm like get a doctor back in here the vet comes in here they grab him out of her arms right and they go running out to bring him in the back and so we're in there for 20 minutes She's crying. I'm crying. Um, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking this, this shit, son of a bitch, little dog that I complain about. I said, I'm, I said, they're going to walk in here and say he's had a heart attack and he's dead. I'm like, please, please don't let this happen. Yeah. And, uh, so they, they, they came in and, and like, you know, we need to keep him overnight. We got him on IV and we have to, run more tests and blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, so lo- long story short, he had, he had, when she had given him this through his throat, it had t- hit too much liquid and had basically almost like had pneumo- pneumonia, like symptoms with his lung where his lung wasn't functioning. Right. Wow. So, so they, they get, you know, there were some antibiotics and he had to take it easy and he recovered, he recovered from that and he's doing fine now. But it was funny. It was funny. In February, my wife wanted to go to Key West, Florida, right? And I said, well, you also want to go to the beach in July. I'm like, so she said, oh, I really want to go to Key West, too. So I researched all this. It was going to cost us, Joe, around $3,500. Well, we didn't, go, we didn't go. But guess how much all of this stuff with this dog tallied out to be? <laughs> Same amount as your vacation. About $3,500. <laughs> so, so. We got a healthy dog, but I didn't get a tan. So <laughs> but the money, the money always finds a way to get spent. Oh, no kidding. Right. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, it's, 
but it's all good. His, he's healthy. Uh, we, I think we got to take him in for a checkup, uh, a follow-up. But uh, he's he's gained all his weight back, and and uh, you know, thank God for that. So yeah, well, I'm glad to hear he's doing a lot better, dude. Oh, God, yeah. When you talked about the cost of a vacation, that made me just have like flashbacks. <laughs> just oh. recently, we we did our family vacation for the summer, and and. Uh, Dude, that was a lot of fun. We went to the Black Hills in South Dakota, and we drove. It was a 10-hour drive, and so we rented a car through Enterprise, and we got a 2018 Impala. Okay. Dude, that thing was a fucking spaceship. I was so happy to drive that thing for a week. It wasn't nice. cheap. I got the insurance with it, too, which you know didn't end up needing it, but I was like, if we do need it, we're going to put a uh, lot yeah. of miles on this car. The very, the very few times I rent a car, I, I do it anyway, because I'm always freaked out that i'm gonna somebody's gonna do something or i'm gonna hit something and yeah you know. exactly i mean like what we were saying earlier with like you know there's never been more white-tailed deer you know if you're driving that many hours chances are fuck you might even do something just as as simple as hit a deer or something like yeah. that but we did have a, a bighorn sheep run out in the road in front of us at one point which was interesting <laughs> that thing didn't give a fuck either dude it, I, when i say it ran out in front of us it sauntered out in front of us and looked at me like what you're trying to get through here yeah <laughs> but um it, at one point we were at uh custer state park which is in south dakota and it goes through this short mountain range called the needles uh-huh it's it's this pegmatite granite and it's like all these domes and everything but there's this highway that goes right through Custer State Park that it dude it actually goes through the mountains and it's got tunnels that are like bored through the granite. Oh, that's cool. That you have to go through and there's like things where there's no guardrail and if you go off the edge like you're maybe not getting your car back. <laughs> or they're going to have to lift it out of there with a fucking helicopter or something. But I mean the, it was easily the freakiest and most beautiful road at the same time that I've ever been on in my life. And well, there's probably so many, there's just so many parts of this country that, that, you know, like I would probably never go to, I just never have reason to that are just probably just gorgeous to, to see, you know, and interesting and all that. You should, you should probably be saving this travel talk for your Dan West show. Because <laughs> you never, you still, two, show, two shows, you still never talk a damn bit about travel. <laughs> That's hilarious. And every time I schedule him for an episode, now it's like a running theme. We're going to talk about travel this time, right? <laughs> but dude, that, that, I don't know. That's just the way a conversation goes, you know? I mean, like, number one, this one came together like really kind of just short term last minute with with you and i recording yeah. today and yeah. so leading up to it it's like i don't know what joe and i are going to talk about but i know joe and i can talk forever yeah <laughs> like anyway so it like totally doesn't matter and so it's like oh let's see where we go but yeah i, I knew for sure that no matter what i was gonna bring up my vacation with you just because dude you guys on the super class made me fucking laugh out loud sitting at my desk making fun of me for going to fucking South Dakota of all places on a vacation. <laughs> I, think George, like, I thought George told me Wyoming. I thought yeah, God, well, he Wyoming. I'm like, what the fuck is he that, doing in Wyoming? Well, that's because one day I texted him pictures of Devil's Tower. But like, so Devil's Tower is in eastern Wyoming, and it was only an, a little over an hour away from where we were staying in Deadwood, South Dakota. And so we're like, oh, for sure, we're going to go and look at Deadwood. But 
so my my oldest boy just finished fourth grade. Now fourth graders get free entry for their entire family into all national parks. And so we're like, oh, sweet. Aiden can get us for free into this place. So let's go check it out. It's only a yeah, little but, over an yeah. hour away. For, for, one, for once, the kids aren't sucking the, the life out of us. <laughs> you can use them, use them for your own personal gain for once. Oh, oh dude, my, my wife came through so good on this trip. She planned our whole vacation. She did all the research leading up to it. She booked our hotels. She booked the car rental. She did every. I just had to show up and drive. And, and she even did like half the the driving on the trip. She did a lot of the highway driving and I just kind of handled the in town stuff. Well, that's what's great with, with stuff like I've done when we went to Dominican with like TripAdvisor, you know, and you can go look and see, okay, well, I want to do whatever. Let's see what the top 10 things to do in Punta Cana are. And you can look and see and you know, people with reviews. So it's so much easier nowadays, you know, versus God, think about, I mean, back when, you know, when we got married, we got married, you know, 24 years ago when you're just, oh, we're just going to go here. We'll, you know, get a room and, you know, go to Cape Canaveral and then see what else it's, you know, now you got so much information, you so, probably so many interesting things that you can do. Oh yeah, dude. Especially like with the, the advent of the smartphone, it's like, you can just look anything up at any time and then hit another button and your phone is giving you GPS directions on how to drive there. Yeah. Like that was one thing I was thinking about. And what's funny too, is at one point I actually did use a map uh-huh. <laughs> that was just on the back of a brochure. I'm like, ha ha, I still know how to do it. <laughs> Freaking map. But, um, dude, one of the things we went and saw, so, so we saw, um, uh, Mount Rushmore, which was pretty That's cool. cool. That's it was cool. pretty cool to, to, to see it and the way that they've got it all set up. They got another trail that goes off to the side and goes so you can get like kind of a close, like almost sideways shot of it. And um, when we left there, we just followed signs and we ended up going to Crazy Horse Memorial. Have you heard of Crazy Horse? Yeah. that um... Dude, that memorial is amazing. And it's, I don't know, maybe 5% done or something like that. But when it's done, it's going to be the largest sculpture in the world. Hmm. Like Mount Rushmore could just fit on like a tiny little bit of it. Really? Yeah. It's fucking massive. And like the dude that started working on it was like the head sculptor. was like right below the head guy on Mount Rushmore. Really? Yeah. And he just started working on it by himself. And what's cool is that when you go to Crazy Horse, like we went there and I was kind of like, all right, I've seen things on TV about this. It's it's a sculpture that's not even done. I'm not stoked at all to go here, but you know, it's the family vacation. That's where I've been told to drive to. Let's put a smile on and go see it. The first thing we did when we went there is they had like this little tiny movie theater set up where you would go in and it's like this movie that they made years ago. When that dude was still alive, his wife was still alive, and I think they ended up having like 10 kids or something like that that all helped on the project and to this day still help on the project. And so it's it was like this half hour long movie documentary thing that was about the whole thing. And by the time I walked out of that theater, it was like the most emotionally impactful place that we went to on our vacation. Hmm. Just hearing the story of how this you know family just basically made it their life goal that throughout generations and whatnot. And they've got like a fund set up now to where, you know, the work work will carry on. But I mean, all of this dude's kids, a lot of the kids are directly involved 
with the ongoing work that's going on out there. And so far they got the whole face carved and they're kind of working on the hand part now that's kind of pointing out, but they've got, um, models all over the place there of what it's going to look like when it's done. And it's basically like crazy horse sitting, riding his horse with like his hair blowing back. And like, he's pointing forward, like over the horse's head and the horses kind of turned its head back. Like, you know, it's, you know, up to horse business or whatever, mm-hmm. neighing or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like a real breathtaking sculpture, but then they got a lot more of this dude's sculptures there. And like the original house that he built and his original sculpture studio and there's things all around that he's done. I mean, the guy was incredibly talented. The amount of white marble statues that they had around that place, it was so fucking cool. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's it's. I watched uh, years ago a documentary about uh, – well, I don't know. Was it, yeah, I think it was a documentary. It was about Mount Rushmore. And I've watched those like engineering shows like about Hoover Dam and things like that. And just the, the massive amount of engineering – and planning and construction. I mean, I know Mount Rushmore. I mean, how, what hundreds of people died, you know, building that thing. And there, if you think about when they built it, you know, the, the Dude, technology you, wasn't there. Can you imagine hanging off the side of a cliff on a hemp rope? No, yeah. and you're, you're you're sitting on a wooden fucking like boson swing. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's and it freaking is nuts, man. Yeah, it's fucking way nuts. The, the the large scale construction like that at the turn of the century with turn of the century techniques is like freaking terrifying. Oh yeah, they, fuck, they got it done, dude. Stuff about the Hoover Dam is really blowing my mind. Did you ever see that documentary? Is a little bit of a tangent, but it ties in. Um, it was called Life After People. It was like a two hour long documentary, and then they spun it into like an hour long series. After that, but the very first uh, episode was I, really know, eye-opening. I think I did see that. <sighs> if I'm remembering correctly, the one the things that are going to basically last the longest as far as human constructions are, are Mount Rushmore and the Hoover Dam. I think they estimated that the Hoover Dam won't crumble until like fucking 30,000 years or 10,000 years into the future or something like that. Like without maintenance. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, there was like... That was on the History Channel. I'm looking it up on IMDb yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah it was I, back I, when the History Channel was good, before it was all fucking ice road truckers and bullshit uh, digging uh, for gold shows and hunting, shit. Hunting Hitler. <laughs> I, I love that where they're there. That I watched the first season and some of the second. and That's an interesting theory, though, dude. Where, where, what's your take on that? Do you think that he faked his death and he lived out his days in what would have been Argentina? Oh, they do. They they are all over. I, I, Joe, I wish I could remember some of the scenes because uh, there there was, you know, they're they're interviewing people. Uh, yeah, it's like in Brazil or somewhere where there's this big German contingent, and that you know, who people could have evacuated to there, and it's, I don't know, man. It's it's just. I don't, you know, the problem is nothing is, you know, it's all, these shows are all made and embellished. There's really nothing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a There's waste of your time to watch. You are not going to watch a special on Bigfoot or the Loch Ness, Loch Ness Monster where at the end of it, they're like, holy shit, they found him. 
Yeah. Know? I mean, it, 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 it's like fucking jerking off with like desensitizing gel all over your dick. You're fucking not going to fucking go anywhere with this. <laughs> it's, it's like trying to win a race in a rocking chair. <laughs> yeah, you know, but what but I, what was interesting ab- about that the hunting Hitler is it was some I guess declassified database that and they've compiled and cross referenced and you know things that have been uh, re- you know uh, redacted and all that and that's what they're going through and I mean there was you know for years after there was still you know CIA or or FBI or whatever you know stuff that had you know some evidence or uh sightings and just all kind of it's it's it is interesting to a degree but i i still think they know he's not they know that didn't happen but they just they 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 reenact this stuff when i say reenact i'm talking about like the investigator guys you know so they're like sitting there so so you mean to tell me that the lady you interviewed and she said that now they that they went to this place, let's go to that place, and then then they show them like getting on a plane. Like I'm like, come on, you know what I mean? It's like it's, that's it's not like how the Indiana Jones style map while the plane yeah, do, is in do, flight. Do, do, do. Yeah, with the, the the line with the red dots. Yes. Oh, oh dude, they're they're show they're showing that at the Alamo Draft House by me in a couple of weeks. Indiana oh, Jones. Oh no shit! Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're doing Raiders, and then actually. And I can't do this, but on, on the Fourth of July at seven thirty, they're showing Rocky Four. Oh like, wow! I'm like, oh my Dude, god! I haven't why? seen the Rocky movies since maybe the eighties. Like, I've never gone back and revisited them. I watched them when I was a kid, and I have like you know me- childhood memories of watching them. But I've never watched the Rocky movies as an adult. Oh man, Joe, you have to. It's good stuff. Rocky. I need to go back and do that. I, yeah. You know which one I've been fucking jonesing to see again is Superman Two. Oh yeah, man, do it! I just, I just, again, I watched that a couple weeks ago. I think I've watched the beginning of it because, for sure, that that's the one where it's got the scene at the beginning with the bomb in the Eiffel Tower, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, so, so for sure, I watched at least the beginning of it, and then that's also where where Lois and Clark are at Niagara Falls, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah but you, I you, I don't think I finished it though. Yeah, you also need to, and when you, if you want to see and let me know, I have uh, uh, the uh, the Richard Donner cut. Okay, so because uh, if you oh, remember, we, sweet, we, yes, so we, I would be very yeah, interested so in watching about that. This. Dude. So they're filming Superman one and two concurrent you know back to back right because yeah to save money and and personal they had no they did not know what i mean if, if they were ever gonna be successful and all this so when when superman one blew up right and then they had issue you know the Saul kinds were like well hold on a minute now they're and they're inherently cheap people okay even though they have all this money, they're inherently <laughs> cheap, and so, so they were like they, they got rid of Donner uh, as the director who had filmed most of the movie, okay, and uh, they because and then uh, they didn't want to pay uh, Marlon Brando for the sequel, so they cut all his scenes out. They brought in Richard Lester as a director. He, he had to reshoot majority of the movie, uh, and he. 
he reshot some of the stuff. If you watch both cuts, like that whole Eiffel Tower beginning is not was not in Richard Donner's version. Yeah, okay? I, I'd heard that before. So what? So what happened? So what happened is Richard Donner's version is, uh, you know, you know the end of Superman one where Lois dies and he flies around and turns back time. Yeah, right? wasn't that originally supposed to be the ending for the second one? That was originally the ending for the second one. Okay. But because, again, they did not know if the Superman one would be successful and and they didn't have enough of a an emotional ending to it. They moved that ending to Superman one. OK, because and then how how Superman two was supposed to start in the in the Donner cut. So at the remember at the end of Superman one he th- he throws one of those missiles out into space. Yeah, that is what cracks the Phantom Zone and releases the villains instead of the bomb from the elevator that he brings to space from the Eiffel Tower. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyway, I'm so but the Niagara Falls stuff is all Richard Donner. The uh, the Metropolis battle with the villains is all Richard Donner, um, and. Uh, uh, again, they they you know change some things around. So, but yeah, you, it, 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 I, I'll I'll be interested in your take because, see, like me, I know Cat Kirby and Matt. You know, we watch the Donner cut. We are so used to the theatrical cut that it's it's hard to say that that would have been better. You know what I mean? But oh yeah, you, if, if you haven't seen them, I would if you watch them back to back, I'd be interested in your take and what you think is the better. I, I think the Richard Donner one is the better version, but there's certain things in the in the theatrical version that I like and I'm used to seeing. Uh, I do like that um, I like the Eiffel the thing I like about the Eiffel Tower sequence is is when he stops the elevator and he's got that grin, you know, I believe this is your floor. It's just, that's the <laughs> Superman I love. I just, I know, you know, right. It's just, you know, and she's, she's hugging him and, you know, she's like a bomb, you know, there's a bomb in there. He's like, I know, I know. And he's off. It's just, it's a cool scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so. have, have you got to read any more of man of steel? Like I was thinking Jordan had said on the supercast that you got to read a digital of the first issue. Yeah, I, I read the first one, but I have not read anything else I, because I, because apparently the, they, there's no digital codes. Uh, yeah, and what the it. fuck is I? I remember him saying that on that on the last episode of supercast that I listened to. Yeah, like last I, week's episode, I, I think he was. Yeah, he, that. it's like what the fuck, DC? Why 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 don't you have digital codes in the rest of it? But, he, well, he's, I mean, he's, yeah, he's super hyped about it. A lot of people, Rebecca is super hyped too. I mean, it's, it's, it's been uh, great, dude. I've read the first four. It's going to be a six issue run. I've read the first four. I picked up the fifth one today. I haven't read it yet, but it's, it's been great. Like I, I love all the inner monologue. Did you like the inner monologue in that first issue? Yes, I do. I, I always like inner monologue. I like inner monologue with Batman, like the dark Knight returns graphic novel, uh, th- that, um, that inner monologue, so that's what like when the, the Dark Knight Returns the two part animated movie, uh-huh. okay, and uh, I I still think they could have done the inner monologue and they didn't do it. That's a that is a big piece of Frank Miller's writing and about Dude, that story. Because I think it's hard to do inner monologue on on a cinematic scope because they did that with the first Dune movie, the one that Sting was in, where Kyle MacLachlan was playing the lead. Uh-huh. So that would have been like the Dune that came out. That was the Dino De Laurentiis one like that came out in like the 80s. 80s, yeah, like 84 or something. 
they did the inner monologue on that because the way that Frank R- Herbert wrote Dune is there's lots of inner monologue and all the min- inner monologue dialogue in the books is italicized and that's how you tell the difference. Yeah. And they kind of tried to do it in the movie and I don't know how successful they were with it. Do you now? Do you now? Do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, have you watched Arrow season one? Dude, I'm actually rewatching that one on my own right now. So, in so the, times where I'm sitting in front of the TV, but my wife isn't there, so I can't continue the Flash. Yeah. I was like, I need to rewatch something. <laughs> so, like, I'm well, up to I think know, season ten on Arrow. There's you see, there's a oh, lot of inner monologue episode. for him, and in season one, yeah, because it's just yeah, him. That is He's true. Got nobody else. So, that is true, dude, and it does yeah. work in that. I mean, it didn't feel jarring at all like it did in Dune. So yeah, but yeah, no, it's yeah. So yeah, yeah. Watch, yeah, watch both of those, uh, and after you watch that, let me know, and then I'll let you. You can use my login and watch it uh, on my account, and uh, see, you know, see what you think. But uh, oh but hell yeah, yeah, dude, I'd be way into watching that. But yeah, it was like I was saying earlier. So um, so I went to that uh, they. They did a tribute showing because Margot Kidder had just passed away at that Alamo Draft House of Superman the movie, right? Yeah. And I again, I've seen the movie over a hundred times. I can pretty much recite it. Um, I, I, I listen. <laughs> That's I, too cool, man. Well, listen. I I um, uh, like when we go to bed upstairs. If if you know, my wife falls asleep right away. If I don't fall asleep, and if it's getting close to midnight. And I don't want her to wake up because the TV is on and the lights and everything. I have Superman and Superman Two like saved on my iPad, and <laughs> I will I will start the movie and I'll have I have you know one uh, one earbud in you know as I lay on because I lay on my left side and I'll just listen to that until I fall asleep. I've done that. I do that all the time. So oh, I'm getting, that's too so, cool, man. So I'm getting subliminal, you know, like REM <laughs> Superman stuff into my head. Yeah. But, but uh, Dude, when I think of those original movies, I immediately picture the VHS tape that they were dubbed onto from like, you know, off of HBO. So I can still think of like the HBO logo that they would play before movies, like well, in, you know, like the mid to late 80s and shit. Well, dude, that, that when and I, I've said this before, but we this is before there was a home video market. All right. So yeah, late, yeah. Late in the, in the, the very early eighties, late, late seventies, early eighties, when we got our first VCR, which was the fucking size of a small suitcase. Okay. You know, with gigantic <laughs> push buttons and left. Yeah, like, I, I remember the top load one that mom and dad yeah. had where you'd hit the eject button and oh, it would like lift yeah. out of the top. Yeah. They told like, me when I was a kid, I put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in there and closed it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, the, the, so so my dad my dad bought uh, Superman the movie and Norma Ray, which is a Sally um, Sally Field movie, and so this was early '80s, and it was it was a hundred almost two hundred dollars at the time. Damn. So, but it is so so that's you know that's kind of the cool aspect, but so <clears throat> anyway, so I go so I hadn't seen. Like, I have not seen it in the theater since I was a kid, and uh, so it was a, it was a great experience. And and I mentioned this on the show is uh, there was a young kid uh, about six seats to the left of me uh, when the before the movie started. They said, uh, you know, anybody, you know, this is our first time, and you know, like a handful of people raised their hands, and this kid, 
And I was like, man, I'm so envious of this kid to be able to see this for, you know, for the first time. In the and theater, too. How cool is in that? In the theater. And, uh, it, like, at certain scenes, like the scene, the helicopter rescue scene with Lois is the kid. He was, he was like, leaned up and he had, like, his, you know, like, his elbows down and he was just focused on the screen. It was, like, it was so, it was so cool to see. Because I got emotional, man. I got it's, I got chills with the music started at the beginning. Uh, I got emotional uh, just, you know, watching it in the scenes. Because the funny thing is, so, you know, we can bag on the current DCEU. But so, like, here's the, di- <laughs> here's the, here's the dichotomy, okay? Here's the dichotomy of, the, of DCEU, okay? And, you know, Zack Snyder and you know, we'll talk about Richard Donner. So, Superman the movie the first interaction of super of uh of uh you know superman and lois is he saves her right you know you've got me you know who's got you kind of thing uh-huh. uh, sets it on the sets it on the roof you know gives her the speech about you know statistically speaking is still the safest way to travel i love you know? that and she you know and she's like you know who are you and he says a friend which is just just that's superman that's perfect yeah you know, cut cut to man of steel the first what's the what's the like the first thing he's doing to Lois? He fucking uses his heat vision and cauterizes her fucking <laughs> abdomen and she's screaming and writhing in pain. I mean, I'm like it's like I thought about that. I'm like, that's the that's the first interaction. He's like, you know, five hundred degree heat vision caught cauterizing her wounds. Like, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. He tears this evil robot in half that had just like inflicted a mortal wound on you, and yeah. then he cauterizes it through his eyeballs. <laughs> I still like, I still like it. I still like Man of Steel. But... Dude, I loved Man of Steel, yes. and and you know, Man of Steel is one of those ones where it was kind of on my radar when it came out, but I never went and saw it in the theater. And then I was listening to Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast, where they did like a commentary episode. And I was like, well, I haven't gotten around to this one yet. I don't really care if I get spoiled on it. And so I listened to it. And Kevin Smith has this. Do you ever listen to any of his podcasts? Oh, yeah. I listened to it the other day. Yeah. He's got an incredible ability to, like, say positive things about everything. Right? And so that commentary episode, I think it was with Ralph Garman. And I think Ralph was kind of tearing it apart. And he was saying, you know, he didn't like Hobo Superman. (laughs) And shit like that. And so I already knew everywhere that this story was going to go before I actually watched it. And I was listening to the commentary episode at work and a coworker was like, oh, I've got that DVD or I got the Blu-ray at home and it has, you know, just the DVD extra in it. I'll let you borrow that. And so he let me borrow that. And dude, I think I watched it like four times in a row. That's I was cool. like, this is amazing. Like, I, I do think it gets a bit heavy handed with with how long the fight goes on at the end. And stuff, but dude, I loved that movie. Like Henry Cavill was so fucking awesome in that. And then the way that they did him in Justice League and as well as Batman v Superman, like I, I, I didn't like how they I thought they had just the right amount of darkness in Man of Steel. And then I think they went too dark following it. But I, I still don't understand how a studio as big as WG could release that that shit at the beginning of Justice League with with the CGI'd mouth, it's like on par with the beginning of SpongeBob SquarePants, where like the yeah. pirate portrait is singing, yeah, the theme song. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? How yeah. how did you guys do this with Justice League? How yeah. how the fuck did you do that? And dude, I've owned that digital first. I bought it the week it came out. I've watched the entire thing once now. And it was because I like started it and stopped it multiple times. And then finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to resume this next time. And then I was able to watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's a hot. It's a conglomeration of just it's a mess. It's it really is a mess. I mean, it's it's um, there's just so many things. It's are green screened. It's well, if you if you ever hear Richard Donner, there's uh, I, I listened to a podcast with him recently, and he just curses computers because. If if you if you listen, actually the Superman the movie commentary track with him and Tom Mankiewicz is just is probably the best commentary you'll ever hear as far as about movie making because they had to they had to come up with solutions for all this stuff. Uh, you know the uh, uh, the, uh, the the opening credits. Uh, they the. Uh, uh, the flying, the, uh, the different ways to show him flying. They they created you know this um, new type of uh, you know gimbal and and integrated with a camera, so you could you could move a background and a camera independent. It's just all yeah, because that was that, part of their marketing of the film, right? Because they, oh, weren't they marketing that with "You will believe a man can oh, fly"? Oh yeah, oh absolutely. In, in, yeah, in innovative all the, stuff. And all in and all the st- all the stuff where he was. Uh, you know, suspended by wires. After they filmed it, they went frame by frame and painted the, the any lines you could see out frame by frame. Now, <laughs> now it's now it's you know you can just do whatever you want with computer. Oh, you want to create whatever. Uh, you you can do that. It just it there's you know the 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 awe of things like the original Jurassic park, I think are gone because, okay. So what's next, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as an audience, we've got used to it to where it's like, look, motherfucker, this better look perfect or we're bitching on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just (laughs) like, where do you go from there? Yeah. Like I think, you know, they, uh, I think they would be, they would be very smart if, uh, they would do more, you know, location shooting, and I mean, hell, I just fucking watched Lost in Space on Netflix. They did more location shooting than freaking Justice League movie. I mean, everything Justice League. When you see behind the scenes, everything is green because <laughs> it's all. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like the beginning it looks like the behind the scenes from Sin City, where like literally yes. everything was CGI. <laughs> yeah, like like the 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 beginning with Batman on the rooftop. That that does not look like they're on top of a roof. That looks like a that looks like a set, which is what it is. And everything else is CGI'd around it. So uh, yeah, they better man. They better hope uh, they better hope Aquaman uh, gets good good uh, positive word of mouth mainly and 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 makes some money. And then they got you know Shazam on the heels. And uh, if man, if they. Oof, I don't know, man. It's just, well, it's dude. I know you're a huge Shazam fan and yeah. I, I've, 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 you know, I regularly listen to the supercast. So 
I kind of know your thoughts on it, but like what? <laughs> I mean, just so far with like the promos and stuff like that, like you've got to be worried about it, right? I am. Oh, I'm super worried about it because I, I'm not sold. I, he doesn't look like you know, Captain Marvel Shazam to me. I think he can, I think he, he can pull it off as from the, acting like a kid in an adult body which is what you have to portray with billy batson i think he can do that with because uh, i think he's funny i've watched him in chuck and, and all kind of stuff so but i'm uh i i don't like the costume whatsoever it's the new 52 style and uh i i'm so used to again i have my captain mark my alex ross version of captain marvel statue right to the right of me i've got i've got him hanging up action figures directly in front of me uh i was my mom made me a captain marvel outfit way back when from scratch so i've I've loved this character for a long time and i just think the the classic look is the way to go uh because the if when i look at the the pictures so far if you're any more than five six feet away it doesn't look like a lightning bolt it looks like a triangle yeah you know what i mean so I, I mean, I want I want to see that big gold or you know illuminated lightning bolt on his chest and the yeah. classic swashbuckling type of look, you know. But well, and what's crazy too is that he's supposed to rival Superman in size. Now, I don't know. I don't know what this says about me, and I'm man enough to admit this is that one of the scenes that struck stuck with me the most from Man of Steel is where he climbs out of the water. And he goes and robs those clothes off the clothesline. Yeah. Dude, he is fucking jacked. Oh, oh yeah. In that He's... scene. He is so fucking muscular in that tour. It's like, wow, I have a man crush on Henry Cavill right now because he's so fucking jacked. And, and, the they, st- and they still put padding in his suit. But that's all Zachary Levi. It's Zachary Levi, right? Yeah. That is all his costume. It looks like a child's Halloween costume. And the cape looks like like drapes. It does. You would see. Like, dude, I remember saying that, and then I heard you say it on the Supercast, and I was like, I am with you, Vitaly. He's got. <laughs> it he's does got, not he's look got, like a cape. He's got a, he's got a hoodie and then t- a window two, treatment. Two, two other drapes <laughs> hanging down. It's like it makes no sense. It's I. I, Ugh, I, like, I, I don't. I don't under. I don't. That I don't understand. I'm not uh, super familiar with the character. I don't think I've ever read Shazam in a comic. I'm open to because I, I think the idea of the character is super cool to where I think the most exposure I got to him was probably through Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if any if have, have you the, the episode called Clash from Justice League um, where him and Superman go at it is amazing. Yes. Yes, it is. It, it, Cause like at the beginning like, he's given that press conference and like, he's not used to talking to the press Yeah, and he says and, positive things about yeah, Lex Luthor and Luthor, Superman yeah. is yeah. not fucking into it. And that, and Lex Luthor is pulling the strings and everything. And yes. He, that is, that's like man of steel type destruction. And they are cutting, like they get hit and it get, they, cut a building in half because they're just getting plowed through it and into the ground and it is it's phenomenal that's that kind of thing uh the other the other um if you, have you ever seen uh, superman batman the animated public enemies no i've heard good things about oh it, that's great it's great the it's uh the the superman batman relationship is is what we should get on screen 
is perfect. And then they have uh, you get Captain Marvel and uh, Hawkman in it, and it's that it's that Ed McGinnis style of those characters where they're kind of shorter, stockier. It's that's a really really good flick. But um, nice. but no, yeah, he yeah no, I, I, again he was Captain Marvel in the, in the '40s. He was more popular than Superman, and that's why DC sued uh, Fawcett Comics and. And uh, basically, use their, <laughs> use their use their muscle to shut it down, uh, uh, you know, all that. And uh, you know, and then uh, since they hadn't used it for a while, and then uh, Marvel ended up getting the name. And uh, they, DC can still use it to a degree, but I, they I can't be named on the cover. I think there's a weird pr- stipulation about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But they could use it if they wanted to, but they decided to just change to Shazam and whatever. Yeah, because so. I, th- I think the first time I ever read that character was, was it in Dark Knight Strikes Again? Is that when we see him? Where he kind of sacrifices himself? Oh, oh Dark It'd be the Frank Miller book. And so it would have been the sequel to Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, that's Dark Knight, Dark Knight Strikes Again. Yeah, I, I think he's in that, and I think they refer to him as Captain Marvel in it. Well, he's in Kingdom I, Come also. I mean. Kingdom Come was really fucking good. I've only read that once, but do I remember you recommended that to me and I got on eBay and bought the original books. So it's like the the square bound mm-hmm. books, so it's almost yeah. like a tiny little trade and they're not in the best shape. They're they're a little bit beat up, but it's like who cares just for for all that original Alex Ross art. It's like I I don't care. The covers could have been almost falling off and I'd have still been happy to get them. Yeah, Jordan Jordan bought the uh the uh, anniversary edition hardcover and it's got a ton nice. of other art in there. Sketches. It's it's freaking gorgeous, man. That's pretty cool. That's a fun story too. It keeps you guessing until the very last issue. Yeah. I I love that with a mini series too. I mean, that's well, that's other, almost one of the key requirements for it to be a good mini series. The other the other one you should read is is another Alex Ross one. It's uh it's uh, Justice and it's uh I can't remember how many parts it is, but it's it's them against the Legion of Doom and di- oh no shit different Legion of different Legion of Doom characters um um going up against different different you know not their t- I'm trying to remember they they go against not their typical hero that they would go against you know so it's like mix and match kind of thing because they're trying to defeat the Justice League. And the art, oh, okay. Yeah, so they're Alex trying Ross. to switch it up. Yeah, like, that's Alex Ross art, man. It's just, it's brilliant. Absolutely Sweet. Brilliant. The, there was the one Marvel Alex Ross one that you had pointed me in the direction of, also, and I ended up losing out on that auction. Marvels. Yes, that one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because uh, like so, so Rod Clairbaut he buys a lot of stuff on eBay auctions, and he gets some really good deals sometimes by just being ballsy and doing a best offer where he's like, fuck it, insult him. Let's see how low you can get. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I did that with that one. And the, and the person rejected my offer and they didn't even give me a counter offer. I'm like, oh, I made him mad. <laughs> God. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is, uh, yeah, I had to, when I, when I met Alex Ross uh, a year ago, April, he, he signed my kingdom come uh, my first printing number one. Wow, that's too cool. Yeah, yeah, he's he's super cool guy. Uh, that's awesome when you meet a creator 
and they're like really open and friendly and like within a few minutes of talking to him you're like wow this person is like see, really he, good see, at meeting he, fans see and he's different because he does not do many signings at all and he he really tries to support the arts and libraries and all that so this was he had an exhibit that was going on for a month or so at this uh, I can't remember the library it's out in the Shenandoah Valley so not like it's in like DC somewhere this is out in the outskirts and he was doing and this was free free signing that's starts amazing at 10, starts at 10 whatever and uh ended at whatever time and uh so they said uh they said he will he will sign three things that you bring okay and if you purchase any of his stuff you know like they had his action figures and and you know prints and all that and anything you buy there then he'll sign that also right so so i bring i bring my 15 or 18 inch kingdom come bronze finish statue right i got that I got my Kingdom Come, and I got some other comics. Uh, I got uh, uh, it's Justice Society of America with the Captain Marvel on the cover, right? Uh-huh. So, so I got so I got the thing. I got the statue in my backpack and all that, and uh, we're getting close, right? This is after hours, Joe. I mean, it, we were snaked through rooms and down halls. <laughs> I mean, I was there. I was I was there an hour before. And, uh, we were, I mean, I, I don't know, I was there five hours or something. And so I'm like six people away from, because they're like, everybody get your stuff ready, you know, because they were so overwhelmed with people. They didn't realize this many people would come. So like six people away. So I'm like, I open my backpack, right? And I go and I reach, I reach down to pull my statue out and I hear a pop. Oh, and I feel like no weight on the thing. And I'm like, and I had made friends with people in front and behind me in line. And I'm like, God, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. And he's like, what's the matter? I'm like, my statue just broke. And it, it broke at the ankles. Like I, when I pulled up, it got stuck in my backpack and it just, the porcelain just broke. Oh my God. It's so heartbreaking, like, dude. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And the lady behind me, she's like, Oh no, you know, I'm like, Oh my God. I was so, Oh God, I was so bummed. And I should have had him sign the base with the broken feet. <laughs> I really should have. Yeah. Cause it's like, was, no matter what, I'm going to try and glue this thing yeah, back which together. I did. Because I, I'm the I, only one going to look at it anyway. I did, right. I did, I did glue it back together. But so anyway, I'm like, so I put it back. I was so distraught, but I got up there. So I had bought, I had bought, three of his prints and then i had stuff to sign and i get up to the the front there and the the lady says uh and i hand all this oh no only three i said no 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 that's not what it was said on your thing you know it was said three things you bring and three and whatever you buy i said i bought these three things and i and she was like well no i said well then i then i'm gonna return these then i'm I'm not then you can have your 150 dollars back and then they're okay fine right so yeah so i had him sign how that works right yeah right so so he's i had a captain marvel or uh, i had a captain america print that he signed um uh, uh, two similar two of the same justice league prints 
One of them uh, was for Jordan. I sent to Jordan, and uh, and then uh, and then My Kingdom Come and and the and the c- a couple other comics. But yeah, super nice the whole time there. He, uh, and I said this, I said this almost verbatim a year ago. I said I never saw him with anything other than a smile and a warm greeting, and oh, it's fine to take pictures with him. Um, and uh, my uh, my like distant cousin is one of his um his art dealers in chicago you know so we talked about that for a little bit oh that's and cool just a super nice guy man but yeah that but again he's doing did this out at this this small local library uh just because and that i think that i think that and one other thing were his only signings that year because he doesn't do a lot he he really, I mean, he's he's a top of his game. Yeah, the stuff that he Dude, does. He's take, a huge name in fucking comics. Yeah, it's just, and for him to be number one, for him to not charge for that, just hey, come up, like yeah. I'll make money off the merch that you buy, yeah, if you choose to do so, yeah, and and then for him to also be so nice. I mean, I've only ever been to one con, but it was C two E two, so it was fairly huge, and so I did get to meet a handful of creators and it did run the gamut. There was some I met, like I talked to Janet Lee at her Uh table, who's a, an artist and she was so cool. So cool. And like her art style is so fucking good. And then she also does this really neat stuff where she says she, she describes this decoupage art where she'll take like a piece of wood and then cut out different pieces of paper and glue them down to the wood. And when Uh it's all done, she'll scan it in and then that's the page nice yeah and so it's really cool and then she'll bring those boards in and then sell them but like i talked to her for a while and like you know went in not knowing anything about her i was just walking around with jake from uh pcl and he was like oh you got to see janet lee she's she's so awesome and now she's like she's one of like my favorite comic book artists i follow her on twitter and like the pictures she posts and stuff are just amazing and that's cool yeah, and then there was some there there was other creators I met that when I was talking to like you could tell that they did not give a fuck <laughs> about having that conversation with you <laughs> at that time. And it's like, hey, it's it's busy. I'm sure I'm the thousandth person that you've talked to about this today. But yeah, well somebody um I was like Jim Steranko who does a lot of classic art. Like you can't you cannot take his picture or video him that's 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 the rules as agent oh, wow. because because he's because uh whatever that's just you know, i don't know but yeah the, like that's that, just his rule <laughs> yeah it's like so like so like i was watching a dude for one of these comic auctions on facebook that i follow this uh, this guy bruce bruce uh and uh yeah, so he had to have, he had he was recording him. He's like, I'm, but he wasn't videoing him. So you you know you saw like you know basically a shot of his fucking you know crotch the whole time. You know it's like <laughs> must be nice, man. You know, yeah. but but so yeah, so so I so that to me his signature is so valuable. I mean, like like Stan Lee signs everything. I, I was like, I don't think Stan Lee's signature is worth a hundred bucks to me. Oh, I mean, no, he, definitely dude, not. Dude, that guy, I think he's probably the most popular signature. It's like, uh, why would, you know... Well, I, and then with all the stories that have come out of late, like, I'd almost feel guilty waiting in line. 
be like, is he here of his own volition? Like, yeah, is a dude that's in his like he's in his mid nineties at this point, right? Yeah, he's like yeah, he's like ninety three or God, and there's been some creepy fucking stories that have come out in relation to his signings at cons. Well, yeah, this all this stuff in the last six months. uh, I mean, this last a few weeks ago. I mean, he's got a, a basically a guardian, a temporary guardian for this for a case assigned to him to look after his best interest because it's suspect of what's going on and who's, you know, again, I said this on our show. If, if for someone, you know, for agreed aspect money to take advantage of anybody, especially an elderly person who doesn't, you know, necessarily ha- is not have all his faculties right now is you, you go, how do you fucking put your head on a pillow and sleep at night? Yeah. Yeah. That is the lowest of the low to use somebody like that. But man, there's, there's people in this world that put money over ethics and morals quite easily. Oh, it's yeah, I know it's, I don't like, I don't like owing people like a dollar. Like I never like borrowing any kind of money, you know, for anything. I agree with that. It's just, um, and, uh, it's, but yeah, this, that whole thing with, uh, his, manager i mean that you remember from a few months ago that that one twitter video that the guy was filming i'm like this is like a hostage video this is like your proof of life video that you would send you know for oh ransom. the one where the guy's like stan lee s-t-a-n-l-e-e uh, no, i'm talking about the one that was like in his apartment where stan lee was like saying nothing oh, is, is that wrong. the one where he's like everything's fine, everything's fine. <laughs> okay yeah that's i remember a, that one too that's like the proof of life video that you would send somebody you know it's like <laughs> But that was like a proof of life video that makes yeah. it even fucking creepier. Yeah. So yeah. So he needs to. He needs to just. Uh, first of all, if I was ninety some years old, you, tra- you know, traveling all across the country, airplanes, which is, has bad air. You know, hotels is bad air in hotels. Yeah. Going to cons, you know, stand next to people who are sick. Uh, it's just like. For what? For you just running the gamut of fucking bacteria and germs and stuff, doing all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and you, you know, immune system isn't great when you're ninety some years old anyway. So that's you. Yeah. So you just don't you don't want to be having to do that because he needs money because other people are skimming or mismanaging or outright stealing money from him. You know, and you know, some people waiting for him to die so they can get his money. Yeah. It's like it's like you're seeing him touring with the vultures that are circling him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, fucking people, man. Yeah, and you know, I I hope that's not the case. I hope this is just something that's getting spun out in social media and stuff. I mean, just for his sake and for the sake of human decency, I hope it's not the case. But I mean, fuck, if he's got a legal advocate right now that's looking after his best interests. You know, reality doesn't bode well. Yeah. Ugh. But we, I tell you, going back, I, I still tell Jordan, we're, and this, we're going to do this at some point in the Supercast. We're going to do like an MST3K of with Justice League where we play it and we're going to do commentary. <laughs> Kirby wants to be on. Dude, I've gonna, talked about doing those for Starkcast too. <laughs> you really should. Dude, I have, I'm not a half hour into Justice League and I have a page and a half single spaced of issues. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, it's you're just... taking it seriously, dude. Well, yeah, yeah, because because we, we, we brought that up. I think it was Rod and Rebecca on. We brought that up doing that with Fantastic Four. And then I had messaged you being like, dude, if we do this, do you want to get down on it? And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's like, yeah, as soon as we figure out the, logist- the logistics of it, we're going to do that for sure. And then I, I I know Jake from PCL wanted to do that with a with a Justice League one, so it'd be hilarious oh, if you guys yeah. did it too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's so much to rip on. Well, I want to do that, and uh, I haven't told them this, but I want to do when we get closer to the end of the year to do uh, for, for Superman's 40th anniversary is to do that for Superman the movie, and you know oh. do a, do a watch and commentary. Well, dude, and you have so much knowledge on those first two Superman movies. That it would be cool to just do one of those and just hear you go off on all the extra stuff that you know about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, from, it's, tri- from a trivial point of view, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, well, you know, they gave me shit on my Joe Prime trivia about, oh, these are so, these questions, <laughs> how am I supposed to know what was in Lois's purse and alley? I'm like, it's, it's don't anybody, I mean, it's, it was a funny line. What? You know, ten dollars, two, you know, two a hairbrush, two credit card, and a lipstick. How the fuck are I supposed to know that? I'm like, well, maybe. I said, apparently, you're not as big a fans as me. Apparently, you know. Jordan's gloating when he kept winning those. Was so fucking funny. <laughs> I was sitting at my desk at work, just fucking laughing. I'm like, oh, listen how proud of himself he is. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's- he just won a trivia game over Skype. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. It was, and then the one that he lost, I mean, when he was losing, he was, I mean, he was pissed off. Let's go. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> like, man. I, hey, listen, I'm competitive too. You're like, so I understand that. I mean, I like to win. So I believe me. Um, so, you know, <laughs> we, we, I had a, a, a company, uh, I did, I was out in St. Louis a week or so ago and uh after the the company dinner they had a you know around the pool they had cornhole set up and they were doing cigar rolling and other and so you know we had we were cigar playing cigar rolling holy shit i've never yeah. heard about that as a competition no well, not a competition just uh like an instructional thing but then they had like just cornhole set up and people were playing well me you know i was you know we were playing you know just a little mini competition and it was getting heated about you know shit going on you know and kept stopping wait a minute you know wait a minute well how many points do you have wait a minute you don't have that many points i'm like so t- like man we're taking it pretty seriously it's fucking cornhole <laughs> cornhole at at let you know 10 30 at night by the pool i'm like come on Dude, i've heard that about michael jordan that like if you beat him in a game of pool like he won't talk to you for three weeks I, well yeah I, I wouldn't doubt it man with that dude. <laughs> i mean that's he's a, he's just a born competitor i mean oh yeah so yeah, it'd be you know, crazy to be like, I'm a mediocre basketball player, but I want to get better. I'm going to shoot a thousand hoops a day, and then you're the greatest basketball player ever. You know, arguably. Well, I, get I don't it. know I, shit about sports. So but. I get it. So anyway, I and I know you're not a big sports guy. We won't talk about this much, but you know, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, were in the in the finals, and my youngest son is, he gets, you know, he he tells me he keeps getting on my case and pushing my buttons that LeBron is better than Jordan, and I'm like, There's, he I, is, I see that a lot on social media, and, and you know, like you said, I don't follow it at all, but it's interesting to me, so you know, it's still on my radar. Yeah. So the 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 best the way I can explain Jordan and versus LeBron James is we talked about Rocky earlier. So 
at the end of Rocky two, when they go, uh, did you see Rocky two? Yeah. You've seen it. So you remember that at the end, after, you know, he beats, um, you know, Mr. T, uh, earlier in the movie, you know, Apollo says, you know, when this is over, you're going to owe me a favor. Well, the favor was they're, they're going to box each other, you know, Apollo and Rocky, you know, as a rematch because Apollo lost to Rocky. Right. Yeah. So, and cause in the first one, he barely squeaks out the win. Right. Uh, that's like yeah, the, the end yeah. of, okay. Spoilers for Rocky. If you've never seen oh, it, but yeah, it's like, for you, it's 40, like all the falling down and he's the one who barely climbs to his feet by the end of the 10 count. Right. Hey, that was Rocky two. Okay. Rocky, that was Rocky two. Okay. Rocky one, Rocky lost uh, okay. with a, by a decision. And then Rocky two, they both hit each other at the same time and were both being counted out and Rocky stood up and won. Okay. At the last second. So, so anyway, <laughs> like I so, said, I haven't seen these since the eighties. <laughs> oh, so I'm sorry. So I'm talking, I'm talking about Rocky three, gotcha. Rocky, the end of Rocky three. I mean, so the end of Rocky three, Apollo and, and Rocky are, you know, fighting in this, you're going to fight in this ring. And he's like, uh, you know, you know, you ain't as young as springtime Apollo. And, uh, and he says, you know, didn't you teach me everything I know? And he's like, almost everything. And he says, remember you fight great, but I'm a great fighter. And that's what I relate to LeBron and Michael Jordan. You know, LeBron, LeBron plays basketball great, but Michael Jordan is a great basketball player. So that's that's the difference for me. Plus, Michael Jordan has got you know five championships and never lost in a championship. And the game was different back then. You can actually play defense back when Jordan was there. And you know today, nowadays, it's it's a totally different game. So. Yeah, but, it, I remember those those days in the '90s or those years where the Bulls kept winning over and over. And didn't the Bulls have a pretty stacked roster at that time too? Wasn't it like like Barkley, Charles Barkley, and Scottie Pippen? And they had, no, they had they had Pippen. Uh, you had John Paxson was a point guard. You had Rodman, Horace Grant. You had uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, but with the beginning, so when Jordan was like a rookie, he's a phenom. Uh, Orlando Woolridge was on the team, but he really had no supporting people for the most part. So he would score 40, 50. There were some games he scored 60 points and they would still lose. And it wasn't until they started to build around him that, uh, you know, because one guy can't do it all. And, yeah, no but, <laughs> and, and then he, he you know, he kind of made everybody better. And he would, and the thing Jordan does, Jordan would put the team on his shoulders and kind of will them to win. And and LeBron, to me, does not do that. He's, you know, if if they're behind, he's kind of done. He's like, oh, you know, he's kind of a give up person to me. Could be wrong, but you know, all I know, all I know is he, he just opted out uh, of of you know he's going to be a free agent. He can make the, he can make the max, which is five years, two hundred and ten million dollars. Holy shit. It's like 40 million plus dollars a year. <sighs> Do you just give me one of those years and and I'm good? Uh, I just Can you give me 40 million dollars. I think I could Do you think you'd live off the rest of your life with 40 million dollars? Oh my god. Are you kidding? <laughs> right? Dude. Holy shit. Like I would I mean, go you can ball and out of control. You can live off the you can live off the interest at 2%. <laughs> that's eight that's eight what is that that's 800 grand yeah. 800 grand two percent after holy man i just I, I swear to god the most expensive thing i would buy is i would like try and find some place in eastern iowa 
where there's a farmer that has a whole bunch of limestone bluffs on his land that he's like willing to sell it. And then I can build a fucking log style, like a log cabin style house on top of one of those bluffs. And it's like, I got all this rock I can play on. I'm not going to go crazy owning 16 fucking cars or building a house that's so gigantic. It's going to cost me an arm and a leg on taxes and maintenance and upkeep and all that shit. Oh, I could stretch out 40 million. Dude, all I know, you know, in, you know, this is like wishing and dreaming and thinking about things, you know, especially when these lotteries get up, when they start average, you know, and it's like, oh, it's up. <laughs> I uh, love I lottery like, fantasizing. Like, no, number one, number one, I, if, as long as it wasn't, uh, as long as it was possible under the whatever laws of the state, I would, n- I would never go public, ever go public. The people that go public, oh, I wouldn't want to go public either. I wouldn't want to get my picture taken holding that six foot fucking cardboard dude, check. The, the, fucking, the, the person <laughs> in New York who went, uh, who uh, they they had to go to court because they signed the ticket, but then they determined, wait, this is a state I can go, whatever that they can hide and they behind a trust. And uh-huh. they went back because they're like, just, oh my God, just, I don't know, man. It's, you just think about it, Joe. If you won one of those mega jackpots, okay, so let's say it's 400 million and then you take the lump sum, so it's whatever. It's 250, right? After after taxes, you're going to be in the like, high 100s. All right, so you have, let's say, 175 net in your bank, okay? Now, what do you, with that, what do you do now? Cause you know, now you got family. All right. Now. So if you give, so like if I give my cousin, as they, they know I made 200 million. If I give my cousin's family a quarter of a million dollars, is, are they pissed off because I only gave them a quarter million and I should have get, you know what I mean? Dude, you know what I think is fair? You, you don't give your relatives money. Instead you pay off all their debt. Because just right now, if if all of a sudden some benevolent person swooped into my life uh-huh. and was just like, I'm going to pay off all your debt. I'm going to pay oh off God. your cars. Yeah, that's a good, I'm going to pay good off point, your Joe. house. And then you know what? Your day-to-day life is going to stay the same because it's not bad. You've got a full-time job. You're, you're, you're able to, to pay off, you know, like like right now my life is doing, it's doing pretty good. I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, but I'm not fucking balling either because I do got fucking debt. I've got a mortgage. I've got outstanding loans for a couple cars, like that sort of shit. If all that outstanding debt just went away and I actually kept my fucking paycheck and my wife's paycheck. And you didn't have to pay It would feel like we were rich. Yeah. Because like I'm not paying out like so much of my money just in freaking bills every month you know you'd still got your bullshit utilities and your your internet and stuff yeah, like that bulk, but, but still the bulk of, the bulk of it's your, your, your fucking mortgage, mortgage and shit you know mortgage and mortgage and car payments yeah yeah so that, student, that's, and, that's and always student been loans my thought. or whatever loans that's that's the bulk of yeah i'd be like okay i would take all that close family, if if I did win that huge jackpot, like what you're saying, I would take all that money and I'd pay off family's fucking debt. It'd be like, where do you go now starting from zero from a debt point of view? Because for a lot of people in this country, if you were to just eliminate their debt, their lives would get pretty fucking good. Yeah, that's good. That's Like I said, that's a, that's a really good point. But it, and, then, and then I, again, we... There's that. Uh, you ever see that show like a lottery changed my life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, there's one that is just so sad where, like, the grandfather or won this money, and 
you know, gave the granddaughter money and she became a drug addict and overdosed. And oh, no, other... I never saw that one. Oh, my God. There's it, this dude. It, it was, he's like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me because I don't know if uh, they got divorced and then. Uh, there's like two or three different things major. I know the main thing I remember is the, is the, the, the daughter, the granddaughter became a drug addict and, and overdosed. Uh, and it's just, ah, uh, man, it's just super sad, but yeah, one can, yeah, you're, one can dream. I, I would love, man, if my, it's like student, student loan for my kids and that kind of, if, and mortgage payment and, uh, um, I have actually Joe I have one have one more car payment and then we have no car payments. So that's Dude, that. that's a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I'm getting there real close with two of my loans where they're like below $500 each. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like I'm like a dog when they see you pick up the leash. <laughs> yeah. And you're like ooh. <laughs> that's the way I am with both of those loans right now. Oh man, that's just uh well we we had uh, a few years ago my wife was off work for better part of a year with Lyme disease. So that I mean, we racked up some debt with that. That hurt, you know, hurt cuz not having her income. Oh, I'd imagine, dude. That, yeah. that would be such a nightmare to go through. We did uh we when I when I took a job back here from when I was in Pennsylvania and then we couldn't sell our house up there because the market was soft and then I was paying rent here and mortgage up there for a better part of eight months that that I'm like oh yeah I wish I had that money back you know <laughs> no kidding right because I had just at the, we had moved up there and then in under a year we I had taken a different job and moved back to where we had just moved from and if I would have known that I would never sold my house in the first place you know but <laughs> yeah right but we moved up there and I'm like oh cool I'm gonna finish the basement off you know i'm gonna make it's gonna be my my uh i'm gonna wire in my home theater speakers in the wall you know we're gonna do a full bath an extra bedroom did all that stuff and then sell the house didn't make you know of course didn't i mean lost money on the house but yeah and lost money on the basement too because you never got that money back so it's like man if if i could go back and be a little smarter and save a little more um, and that's, cause that's what I tell my, that's what I tell my kids, you know, now I'm like, dude, you, you need to start, you start now, start five years earlier than I did. That make a huge difference in 20 some years. Oh yeah. Well, dude, that flood that hit us in 2008, like we never carried debt before that. And, and that flood fucked up so much shit because it was like, we got so much money back from FEMA but what FEMA does is they pay you for your house, the structure. They don't give you any money towards all the stuff that makes the house a home that you also lost, you know. And so we had to make decisions in that because, you know, we didn't have flood insurance. Number one, flood insurance is super fucking expensive and you don't pay it throughout the year mm-hmm. like you do your other insurance. They want a lump payment up front in January of I mean, in some cases, it can be ridiculous. Well, they'll want like a premium of like $10,000 or something. And it's like, oh, I can't fucking afford that. You know, I'm going to roll the dice and hope that this shit doesn't get flooded again. But as much as people don't want to talk about global warming and stuff like that, the 
the real fucked up thing about global warming is that it makes weather patterns erratic and you're throwing the farmer's almanac out the window. Now, when, when that flood in 2008 was approaching, there was a dude who lived next door to me that had been living in my small town for like 75 years. And he walked down the little dead end street that I lived on and he showed me, okay, in 1996 or whatever, the flood water came up to here. You know, in 2000, whatever, the flood water came up to here. And so I'm like, my whole town would have to get flooded for water to get in my house. Well, guess what? The whole Jesus. fucking town got flooded. Good and, Lord. And my, I, I, have, I have a three-bedroom ranch house that's pretty small. It's less than 1,000 square feet. It's just a single level. I've got like a kind of a partial cellar beneath where my utilities are. My main level, when I stood next to my couch my brand new couch living room set that I had just finished paying off the month before. And I compared the watermark on the back of that leather sofa. It went up to my knee. So we got enough water in 2008 that fucking knee deep water out throughout all of my house. Right. And so we carried debt after that and dude, it fucking bogged us down and it fucking sucked. And it has continued to suck ever since. Yeah, I'm on, <laughs> but, I but now, like ten years later, we're finally starting to crawl back out of it. But Jeez. it's like, it, dude, when you talk about that, if I, I wish I could go back through the prism of knowing what the immediate future is going to be like, and I've been like, yeah, dude, maybe don't buy that house that close to the river. Maybe don't buy that that brand new car right. When it's like before the ink is dry on that lone paperwork, your wife's going to be knocked up with your first kid. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like that sort of shit. So, I mean, it is funny. And they say eagle, eagle hindsight's, what, 50-50, right? Yeah. It, it's it's true. It, it's yeah. one of those things, well, man. Well, I had a buddy, my buddy uh, from high school, he, uh, you know, that the stuff that happened in Houston last year. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they got... Bad floodwaters Dude, down he, there, man. Like where cars he, floating he, down the street. He, bad. Yeah, but he, just like you, like your issue, he was not the, no flood insurance because they didn't live anywhere near a floodplain. Yeah, and it was it got up, uh, it got up. Uh, I don't know what uh, what two feet in his house. I mean, it's fucked it's, up, dude. It's in, it was insane. Now, fortunately, uh, you know they saw some of that stuff coming and they put a lot of stuff like up on top tables, you know, that they could. But yeah. they still they had to they had to rip out the all the flooring, rip out half of the walls, get all that insulation out, and all that none of that was covered. So nope. he had nope. I mean, yeah, dude. I stripped my fucking sheetrock yep. from basically forty eight inches down yep. to where it, one day I remember like thinking my house looks like a weird ass pavilion. Mm. <laughs> it's nothing but framing for the lower four feet, and then it's a completed house for like you know the rest going up after that. Yeah. Yeah, because he, you know, he had a, uh, or somebody or said set up like a GoFundMe or I, one of those things and, uh, um, you know, to help with it. And I mean, again, he's got a good job and everything, but it's like, I mean, I got, you know, I got a good job too. But if, if my whole first level, what, you know, and I had to redo all the, you know, half of the sheetrock and insulation and flooring and all that. I mean, you're, ta- you're talking 10 grand at least. That's what I was just going to say. Even if you do it all yourself. Yeah. Like just the materials, you're talking probably 10 grand in materials. Yeah. And, and if you need to replace your furnace in your AC unit. Yeah. In your water heater. 
and all that also, you're talking probably around five grand to get all that installed because you're not installing a furnace yourself unless you're some sort of mechanical fucking savant. And and the building inspector is okay with you hooking up a gas line. Yeah, that's (laughs) signing off on it. I mean, like I said, I'll fix. Like I fixed my my uh, on my main level the 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 blower for uh, the AC right. The unit furnace down there went out a few weeks or a month or so ago, and uh, you know I've you know. I'm pretty, you know. Again, I was a, I've worked on cars. I, I kind of know. I don't. I'm not real comfortable with uh, electrical in a home, but you know, I figured it out. It was a, you know, it, it took me about uh, I don't know, twenty minutes of labor, and it was a, a nine dollar part that I got on Amazon the next day. So, you know, <laughs> which which you know, and I, I get, if I called somebody. They may have charged me for a whole blower motor assembly, you know, fan and everything. Oh, oh yeah. Been, it probably would have been a $600 uh, visit. Yep. Plus so. plus the labor to 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 install it all, probably plus a fuel surcharge for driving to your house. Yeah. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Wow, so dude. like, 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 see, it's like car stuff I can do, you know, like I don't like doing it, but I do it. Like I do it for my son and, you know, I like my other son. Uh, from the army who's in town, they just bought a new Jeep and uh, I'm going to, you know, um, you know, redo his wheels while he's here and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I would, it would be, it would be helpful in my, in my next house. I want a, an automotive lift in the garage. So I'm not oh, doing that shit. Would be the shit. <laughs> I'm not doing shit. Like I'm gonna have to do on, on Monday afternoon is fucking jack it up, put jack stands on it. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit old for that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, but yeah I, I got ramps. I pull my car up on and it freaks me the fuck out every time I do it. Yeah. I used to use ramps, but like I said, I kind of just, do, I do my oil changes. I do my brakes. I do, uh, you know, stuff for my sons. My son's got a, a, an older BMW and which needs, you know, I've saved him probably $1,500 in labor and stuff, you know, tracing electrical problems, replacing brakes, Wow. Doing tires, uh, you know, diagnosing air conditioning issues, diagnosing blower motor issue. What else have I done for him? Do you have a tire machine in your garage? How are you switching tires? Huh? Do you have oh, a tire uh, machine in your yeah, garage? Yep. Are you shitting me? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. You can do a lot with a tire machine. I remember um, a, a girl that I dated in high school, her her family were real gearheads. And they had a tire machine in one of their garages, and so that was kind of a golden age where I could do my own tire work over there. Yeah, yeah, I could I'd do that, you know, that and do balancing. So I got a balancer. So yeah, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, I do. I, like I said, I do stuff for, you know, like my my son's friends, and I'll do stuff for fr- other friends of ours, you know. And I got to say, hey, it's no problem. You know, you said like you buy the tires and. And, uh, you know, bring them over and we'll knock them out, you know? So I'm, I'm a big believer. If you can help somebody help them at all, it's, it's good karma. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. So, but it's funny. It's funny. We have, uh, a friend of ours, uh, she lives down the block and she's, I always give her shit. Like she ruined my son's surprise birthday party one time. You know, <laughs> she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I won't be able to make it to your party." He's like, what party? You know, and I gave her the look of death. You know, I, so I joke about that to this day. <laughs> so she, so she, uh, uh, 
you know, tires. I said, yeah, that's fine. I said, just order the tires, you know, and bring them over and, you know, and I'll, I'll do them with your son and we'll, I'll show them how to do it and we'll, we'll do them together. And, uh, so she comes over, you know, to come over, getting the tires out and, and, uh, she has three tires. I said, so where's the fourth one? What do you mean? I said, you ordered three tires? She goes, yeah. I go, you need four tires. I said, I cannot believe Tire Rack that let you order three tires. That is the thing I've ever heard. I said, I said you either order two or four tires. I said, I, anybody who orders three tires, it would, I would like email them. Like, are you sure do you, you don't you think you're need- driving a three-wheel car? Yeah. She's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> she's so, she's. <laughs> i'd have been so incredulous how did you keep a straight face yeah so uh, yeah she... you do you do the line that gary oldman had in fifth element where you're like not one or two or three four stones yeah i mean she was and we were over there uh, and again i don't drink but she was like uh, can you grab uh can you grab uh, uh that british beer for rich I'm like British beer. What's British? What Brit? What's British beer? What is that? You know, and she's like, it's in the fridge, and I open the fridge, and it's you know Foster's, and I'm like, this? <laughs> she goes, yeah. I go, this is Australian. I go, Australian I go, for beer. I go, yes. I, that's exactly what I told her. I said, it's the most famous commercial slogan almost ever. Foster's Australian for beer. And I'm like, it's British beer. Mm. <laughs> Oh, my oh God. that's hysterical! <laughs> so yeah, she's, she's she just, sounds she's so, a little special. She's yeah, she's she's crazy. She's <laughs> she's a lot of fun though. You know what I mean? She's just no, she has, yeah, has, no, no. I'm teasing. Most, yeah, she has <laughs> moments, man. It's uh, uh, well, it's funny. Uh, so we had uh, oh my gosh, uh, earlier in the year we had our power go out in the neighborhood from after it's like winter storm thing and all that. So, and we had, she had a party, she already had a get together set for her house. It was a, a t- uh, 10 years cancer free. She's a breast cancer survivor, right? Oh, cool. So, so, but we were like, well, I, we got a generator. Why don't you just bring everything over to our house? It's like, no, you know, I got gas stove and we'll heat the stuff up and that and whatever. So we, you know, went over there and, you know, again, we have, uh, because, uh, internet's down also, right? Uh, we don't get great cell service in our neighborhood anyway. So it was like, Joe, we had candles and we were sitting around talking, you know, and after <laughs> and dinner, thunk it would be such a good time, right? And then, yeah. And then after <laughs> dinner, we played a, like a game where, uh, it was, uh, she was out of this book and it was like, um, like the, the best, you know, let's go around the table, you know, the best, you know, gift or surprise you ever got, or, you know, it was a family story or something. So we were going around, you know, and thinking of things to say and all that. And it was just, it was kind of cool. It was, you know, there was candles around and just kind of talking. And it's like, you know, now, like if I had my whole, if I had all my family here, right, like my son and my other son and my wife, uh, in at this time, right? So, you know, my wife would be on her phone. My son would be on her phone. This other one would be playing Fortnite video game, right? <laughs> you know, it'd be, so it's like 
everybody is just got to be occupied for every second of the day. I'm, I'm guilty of it too, believe me. So it's just, it's just oh, crazy. crazy dude, it's just crazy how the... Dude, when uh, my kids figured out that they could play on the same world map on Minecraft, it's impossible to get them off their Kindles now. Really? Uh, and they'll even be in separate rooms. <laughs> or sometimes they'll like sequester themselves in the same room. You can play, you can play Minecraft on a Kindle? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah Kindle, Kindles were the expensive. much more affordable option, so that's what we went with. When Good, they yeah. said they wanted tablets. <laughs> but, um, dude, so they were playing that shit earlier, and I ran to the comic. I've been trying to go to the comic book store on Saturdays more often now because my comic book store hired this new gal named Mia that is like so much fun to talk to, and she's like twenty one. And she's got all these great opinions, and I'm gonna have her on the podcast at some point. We just need to figure out when we're gonna get together and record it. But um, so I went today to pick up my pull list, and before I left, the boys were like, well, "Where are you going?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to the comic book store. Do you guys want to go with me?" I'm like, "I'll tell you what. I won't buy you anything today, but you guys can each pick out something that you really like. And if your rooms are clean a week from today, you can go back to the comic book store with me, and I'll buy you those things." No, we're playing Minecraft right now. I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> like, every time they go to the comic book store, there's all these figures that they want, and their rooms are a fucking disaster right now, dude. And so I'm like, all right, I'll easily buy them the figures that they want if they will freaking clean their rooms. But Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's the... the, the uh, my, my wife... Uh, is uh, she works in the school system and uh, works with special ed students, so you know some learning disabled and uh, elementary school. And this is a true story. So uh, they were having a meeting with a parent because the the kid is just is always like just tired, like sleeping, like all the time, like out on his feet. And she's talking about it, and the the, the mother says. Uh, well, yeah, he, he he stays up usually, and this is elementary school, Joe. This isn't like high school. This is <laughs> this is like a fourth grader. He he, uh, he yeah, he usually plays Fortnite till eleven at least eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> and and my wife's like Fortnite, a video game. And the lady says, yeah, it's it's we think it helps him with his team building. <laughs> With his with his with his self esteem and his team building, I'm like, mm, so is that is so is his self esteem good when somebody on the phone calls him a little know nothing cum sponge? That's what Jordan said. That's Jordan's <laughs> words, not mine. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, you know what people say to each other on there? I mean, oh it's, yeah, it's brutal. And it's like you, so you basically just don't want to be a parent. Basically, you just want to. Just do whatever your kid wants to do instead of, you know, saying no. And that's yeah. the problem. That's the hey, problem. Hey, let nowadays. that screen babysit you all day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Not, not, no. Saying we, not saying we were perfect, but I, but we, 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 we were, you know, we drew the line on stuff that. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the thing that's so awesome about them being enamored by their screens is it's such an easy thing to be like, oh, you don't want to behave? This is mine. No, I'll be good. Let's show me being good, and you'll get this back. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's internet lockdown. Let me go on. Let me go on my router. Internet lockdown. Yeah, Yay. yeah. <laughs> I will give you guys the new Wi-Fi password when you can show me you can get along. 
<laughs> are they are they similar age? Uh, seven and ten. And the seven-year-old is about to be... He'll be eight in mid-August. Okay. But, dude, my ten-year-old is so hyper-responsible. Like, every night, for sure, the latest he'll stay up is, like, 9.30. <laughs> and, and, like, he wants to make sure everybody else is getting around for bed, too. Is the other one going to be Lex Luthor, I think? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the younger one is definitely the evil of the two. I just, I just remember, remember that the box you won from uh, the Supercast, and then you were opening it, and the kids were like running around, like Stark. That's what yes. you get for feeding them sugar. I mean, yeah, running no, around, the, the, throwing the younger one. That's that's Liam. He was the one that was pulling the packing peanuts out and throwing Throw. them around. And I'm like, okay, this video can go one of two ways. It can be Joe yelling at his kids, or Joe looking disapprovingly at his kids and trying to sail past it. <laughs> When that video was over, I looked at him and I went, what is wrong with you? What was the whole talk we had before we started filming of you're going to be good because you want to be in this video? Oh, my God. Uh, oh, well, it ended up being a funny video. But, oh, yeah, yeah. It, they... But a part of me was quite mortified as it was going on. Yeah. I, again, I'm I'm, I've lie. been through that with two boys, you know, with two boys a little under two years apart. So Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah, dude, you've been there. and i've yet to get there (laughs) joe it's it's not just back then so last christmas we all went to my son's down in georgia okay and Uh and this is fucking christmas day right we're all my wife had bought us all the same pajamas to wear right so we could take (laughs) pictures and open gifts and all that and again my my boys are sitting next to each other and my oldest and this is him and he's always been an instigator they're si- they're sitting next to each other, like like lean back on the couch. All of a sudden, he knocks my other son in the nuts, <laughs> and he and he's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck, dude?" And I mean, they're Joe. It's about to it's about to turn into a fight, and they had to separate him. <laughs> and and it, my my wife brought my oldest son outside. He's like, "What the hell is wrong with you? You know, you're not six years old." I'm like, "I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe this is happening." It doesn't bode well, dude, but no. <laughs> I can't help but laugh. Because you know, I, what's funny is is that when Lindsay was pregnant with Liam and we found out it was going to be a boy, my dad, I grew up with a younger sister. Lindsay grew up with a younger brother. My dad grew up with a younger brother that was just a couple years apart. And my dad, the first thing he said when we said we're having another boy, he goes, oh, they're just going to beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and like he was not lying. <laughs> God, it's just I, I told my oldest son I'm going back way, way back. I said, man, one day, one day he's going to turn around and clock you and you're going to deserve it. And I'm not going to do a damn thing. Oh, yeah. I, you know? I say that to my younger one all the time because he's had, the one who's like more physical between the two. But, you know, because I was I, I would I would talk to them, about, you know, and especially in high school where they they would go. They think they hate each other kind of thing. And yeah. I'm like, I was like, I, you know, it's, this is hard for me to explain to you guys, you know, one day we are going to be gone. You guys are, you guys, I hope you are going to be best friends. Okay. Cause that's all you have is, I said, no matter what happens in life, you, if you, if family is always going to be there. Okay. For friends are, are fickle or go away, move away, you know, whatever. But you know, at least with our Italian family, we just, we're a very close family. And I'm like, I, you know, I, so, 
you know, let's let's get some of this immaturity away and and where you always got to, you know, be pissed off at each other or, you know, always, again, I was always like trying to trip him and just all kind of stuff, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, like brothers got to fuck with each other growing up. Like there's a, I have a video on YouTube, uh, it's a private video. I put a bunch of my family videos up on YouTube so my family could see it. And this is when my kids were, I'd say, I don't know, five and seven, right? And I, I'm filming them in the kitchen. My youngest was in Taekwondo at the time. So I had him do, I'm like, show me your form. And he was doing, you know, the, the, the sequence that he's got to do. Right. And, yeah. uh, and then I got the oldest one sees me filming. So he comes over there. He's got, I remember he's got a little, little the mini bottle of Coca-Cola he's drinking, you know, he's sucking that down. Right. And then, uh, then all of a sudden he, as I'm talking to my youngest son, and then he he takes my youngest son's arms and you know pulls him behind his back. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. wrestling him. You know, and uh, you know he says, "Say I love my brother." You know, he's like, "Get a hell out of here! What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, Get. "Oh, Jesus!" Yeah, he had to steal the spotlight and oh, put yeah. little brother in his place all yeah. at once. He's killing yeah. two birds with one stone here. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, with me, it's like my my older kid's not a fighter. Like he doesn't he doesn't have any killer instinct in him whatsoever. That's like my younger son. Same thing. He's he's he's, you know, when he was that age, uh, he was just the sweetest kid. Man, he he wouldn't harm anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That that's Aiden. He he's he's a total sweetie. He's great with like little babies and little kids and stuff like that. He he's always like if someone's hurting, he wants to be there to give him a hug. He doesn't have any any sort of inclination in his body on how to fight. He doesn't even know how to throw a punch the right way. Mm-hmm. Like I tell him all the time, like if you hit somebody like that, you're gonna break your wrist. I'm like, look at that. You don't even have a straight wrist. Like I need to teach you how to fight because he's a giant among his peers. He's always been in like the hundredth percentile for size. Wow. Now. My my youngest kid, Liam, he's been in like the lower percentiles on size. He is he's like a, a a miniature among his peers, but he is like fucking Wolverine, dude. That kid is a honey badger. Mm. <laughs> mm. And if he feels wronged in the slightest way, he will immediately resort to violence. And it's like, dude, were you were you like a special forces soldier in a previous <laughs> life? How do you know how to do this stuff? I've literally seen him like completely in air, fist cocked back, ready to land with a punch. Like, like it's like, where, where do you like get that, this? It sounds like that's what that's what we should have seen on Iron Fist instead. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, totally, dude. I mean, this he's just got that killer instinct, and so like when they fight, and then the the big the older brother goes away crying, and I have to talk to him. I'm like, dude, like. I feel weird telling you this, but you're going to have to make him cry. (laughs) Like like when he comes at you fighting like that, if you don't fight back physically right now, he just knows he can push you around because a hundred out of a hundred times he is victorious in these fights. (laughs) But it's a weird thing to come at as a parent, you know, because it's like, it's like, I want you to have self-confidence and stuff. But at the same time, I don't want to tell you to get in fights but it's like if, if someone's always going to come at you with violence, it's like at some point you're going to have to re- retaliate in kind. 
And it's like, you got size on your side. You just need to learn how to do it and to be cool with the fact that, yeah, it's going to be painful, but you need to give him back pain in return. And it's like, he doesn't wrap his head around that at all. Yeah. The freaking, yeah. Now, but the problem nowadays, I mean, if that's something like that happens at school and all that, it's like, you just can't, you can't be like in our day where you have a simple fight and then, you know, you oh, each, get, each, each get, each get like one day suspension and whatever. Now it's a freaking legal thing. And, you know, a whole ordeal about, uh, you know, uh, it's just. Yeah, dude, I saw that change happen while I was in school. When I was in middle school, like, I remember getting in fights. And then by the time I was in high school, it was like, dude, if you get in fights, like, the cops are going to be coming to your house. You're going to get charges pressed on you. Don't do everything you can to not get in fights, or otherwise you're going to get in trouble with the police. Like, it was fucking crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, because, you, know, you know, this. School is different. Okay, obviously we see every shit that happens. These shootings and just uh, uh, it's just yeah. It's I think I think I got out of school just in time. You know what I mean? Late eighties, eighty seven, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know now you know instead of a fight now, people will go grab a gun or a knife. You know and and just yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Did you ever see the movie Friday? I don't think so, no. Oh, wow. That is a great fucking like, kind of mid-90s comedy. Mid really? to light, late Friday, 90s comedy. Huh? It's Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. It's fucking great. But it's like kind of like this, you know, it takes place in the ghetto. And Ice Cube's character gets fired on his day off. And then Chris Tucker is his friend that's like the big pothead that comes over and hangs out with him. And is like basically like... You know, you don't got no job. You don't got shit to do. You know, I'm getting you high for your first time today. And so he gets Ice Cube high, and then they, they have a good time hanging out. And then it turns out that his his friend got the weed from some local drug dealer, and he owes him money for it. And then there's, like, a drive-by later that they kind of survive, and then they get in a fight with, like, the local bully. Great movie. It's got an awesome ending and stuff. Really, really solid. But the dad of Ice Cube in that movie has a speech that he gives him in the third act when he sees ice cube with a gun and he's saying, you know, back in my day, kids weren't afraid to take an ass whooping. You know, if you'd have a problem with somebody, you'd settle it with your fists, you win some, you lose some, but at the end you live to fight another day. And that's him basically telling him, you know, don't leave this house with that gun in your hand. Mm -hmm. And it's like an excellent message in it because it is something that's hugely missing these days. And it seems like, kids are afraid to take an ass whooping it's like i lost plenty of fights when i was a kid it didn't feel good but you also learn something about yourself when you lose a fight you know and yeah so well i'm looking at it It looks like it's uh it's streaming on on cinemax which i think jordan jordan i get jordan's login so i could watch that check it out dude it's fun you know it's total stoner comedy (laughs) dude like seriously like when i was in high school that was the movie that was the impetus of when we finished watching it i was like all right let me try this pot thing and see how this goes (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not gonna lie that was like the thing that like that was the straw that broke the camel's back for like fucking 16 year old joseph (laughs) 16 year old joseph who would one day want to climb everything in sight Ah, yes. Dude, I'm rebuilding my climbing gym in my garage right now to make it easier, too, since I'm, like, full-on fat fuck these days. Oh, (laughs) jeez. It's like, dude, my gym was way too advanced. I I could, like, climb for, like, maybe 20 moves or so, and my tendons would just be feeling like they were about to pop out. And so, 
making it l- lower angle now. So now it's like half will be like a full half of the gym will be really good endurance training where I can just do back and forths and hopefully lose a bunch of weight. But yeah, I, I definitely don't climb these days like I used to. And I miss it. I miss that feeling of being scared out of my mind up on a rock wall, but enjoying it at the same time. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not a heights person. Like when we were, jeez, uh, about a year and a half ago, we went on a cruise and they had a rock wall on the you know back of the ship. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm good. I'm good up halfway, and then. And then, because the, the wall also kind of curved back, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you're you're on this ship, and you're looking left and right, and there's the ocean. It's like, and I like I look down, I'm like, ooh, yeah. That, that I don't feeling need to ring... is called exposure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't need, I don't really need to ring that bell. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, dude. See, like doing that sort of stuff, like. That, I remember those days where that would freak me out as a beginner because in that scenario, it's called like a top rope. So basically like the rope was up above you the whole time. Uh-huh. So if you just let go at any point, you're just kind of hanging there on the rope. But then you're freaked out because you're like, this rope looks like it's a half inch in diameter. And I've got this weird harness that's like around my waist and my legs and I'm trusting a knot that somebody put in this. And, you know, you're kind of trusting all that, but that's called a rational fear because like none of that stuff is going to break from just hanging. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, when you get a little bit more advanced and you're actually taking the rope up the wall as you go where you're lead climbing and then you're risking taking, you know, like, in some cases, like, it's like a bad case scenario. You might take, like, a 30 to 40 foot fall where, like, gnarly shit could happen. But, you know, if everything goes well, you're only looking at, you know, five to seven foot falls and that's not too bad. But it's still fucking, it can freak you out, dude. Like when you're exhausted, like did you reach a point when you were climbing that artificial wall where you just felt like your fingers were going to uncurl? Like it's like no matter how hard you were hanging on, like they were just going to open up of their own volition and you were going to peel off that wall. No, I just, I just, I was on there. I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, just, just that, I don't, I don't know if it's like vertigo or whatever. You just kind of look and it's like, oh. <laughs> But what's weird? Well, weird. Heights when have we, always freaked me out, so I can relate with you, dude. Dude, what's weird is uh, when we lived in Pennsylvania, my son was in Scouts. They we went to this indoor climbing thing. They had an, like a you know for the kids, uh-huh. and and uh, I got to do it. And uh, I mean, dude, I flew up, and it was higher than this wall. You know, I flew up, hit the thing, and came back down. Yeah. So I don't was I don't, it just straight up and down? It wasn't tilted yeah. back at all. Yeah, yeah, it was straight you, up. And- when when a wall starts getting steep like that, if you don't have the right technique to like hold the body tension in your core to make it so that your hands and your feet are actually working together and you're keeping the majority of your weight on your feet rather than your arms, because until you learn that technique, the the natural inclination is to do everything on your arms. So it's like right. you're doing pull ups the whole time, and that's fucking exhausting. Like, you know, your legs are what's meant to carry you around. And so proper climbing technique will keep you on your feet. But it's like skateboarding. It's a bunch of tricks that you link together to make it look easy to the outsider. But really, to the seasoned pro, you're doing all these other muscle movements inside to maintain your balance and and to keep tension between your hands and your feet, like especially if it's an overhang like that. And yeah, dude, I mean, I've seen that put people in the fucking terror zone. Where they'll like go up a route that's mostly straight up and down for say thirty feet, and then like the last 
eight feet to get to the anchors is overhanging and they just fucking shut down well and they can't do it and you're like well just rest and to rest means just hanging on a rope with your feet 30 feet above the ground so like like me like i've been off a three meter diving board like two times because i'm dead that just freaks me out even from that height and that's only like 10 feet yeah but (laughs) when i was when i was a kid the 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 pool uh, by our house, you know, the public pool. It was an Olympic-sized pool, and then they had another one that had had two one meter, two three meter, a five, a seven, and then the center thing was a five, seven, and ten. The concrete, you know, ten meter uh, platform. So you, you'd come up, you know, and then there was a five, and you go up more steps. It's a seven, and then the ten. Well, this at this pool, they would be for safety wise. They would not let you come back. Like if you went up to the five meter and said, I'm not going to go, you're going. Tough shit. (laughs) They will not because it's more dangerous to, I guess they figure, to go back down. Yeah, to try and down climb a ladder than it is to just jump in a 15 foot pool. When you would see people up at the 10 meter and oh my God, it just, it freaked me out. It just, because I just imagine somebody just doing a total splat. I think my wife is home. <laughs> like, Dude, a, t- a 10 meter would be huge. Well, yeah. It, uh, yeah. At this point, we've been talking for like three and a half hours. Holy shit. <laughs> have we really? Oh, my God. <laughs> we had that technical difficulty at about, what was it, like 25 minutes in or so. But yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for this go, we've been recording for three hours straight. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think she's done from, yeah. They're... That's all good, dude. We can wrap it up. Cool, man. It's good to talk to you. Dude, it was great to talk to you too, man. I was on like, I, I what think, episode was I on at the beginning? Fuck, it was, like it was in the first ten. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember you slummed it and had Jordan on early, you know, and then Doctor James, I think, right after that. So, <laughs> Jordan always brings that up when I said you have people like Doctor James and then Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James was my first episode. Jordan was the second one. My buddy Alberto was the third one. Yeah. And that God, that seems like so fucking long ago at this point too. I, I think this is episode fifty-seven. Wow. Yeah, so. dude. We're yeah. I mean, this. I mean, this this fall we're gonna we're we're gonna come up on you know we're gonna be on two years and almost episode a hundred for us. So yeah, I know, dude. It's awesome. I love so. listening to the Supercast. I'm really glad that you guys have kept it up. So you uh, last so last night was the first time we we did cameras on us. So. David what? wanted to try it. So so while we were recording, our, we had our webcam on. So I had Jordan and David on a split screen. It was fun. It was actually fun because seeing reactions and things. I like yeah. it. I really liked it. Uh, that's so, kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I've, I've got things in mind for bumpers that I'm going to need your voiceover. So. Oh, yeah. Hey, send them to me, dude. Especially if you write something out and I don't need to think about it. I just need to talk in a weird voice. Yes. Yeah. I'm there for you, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. No, nah, it's fun to do. It's fun. I, God, I remember, I don't, I don't do it so much on StartCast, but I always do do lots of weird voices. And I, I remember in the climbing gym one time, this uh, gal that had started climbing with us and she'd been climbing for maybe a couple months or so. She just like looked at me and she's like, that's your thing, isn't it? You do lots of weird little characters. And I'm like, you know, I, I guess I kind of do if you get to know me well enough, but it's like, I don't know for whatever reason, I've never really done it like on Startcast, but it is fun to do those bumpers for you guys. So yeah. Yeah, man. So. I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. I good. It's good talking to you too. <laughs> it was great talking to you too, Joe, man. Thank you so much for taking the time out. And I'm glad that we were able to just kind of get this to come together. So impromptu. It was yeah, really man. Fun. 
Listen to the supercast. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen to the supercast, everybody. So <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been Startcast. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to Startcast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me a ruin of those too.